Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You wanted the best? You got the best. Often imitated, never duplicated. It's Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show, hosted by Joe All. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Curly Fifth Quarter, week number 11, district semifinal night for most teams tonight. And, hey, we're all over the board tonight. Weather, weather, weather. So all kinds of rain, wind, lightning, everything else. So some games have been postponed to tomorrow. Some started late. Like I say, we'll be all over the board, but I hope coaches, hope you'll call us. And, hey, let's get right to it. One of the big semifinal games in the state tonight in Class 2, a couple of 9-1 and one teams hooked up over in Richmond tonight. It was the Richmond Spartans against the Macon Tigers. Both teams finished in second place in their respective conferences. Richmond second in the MRVC East, Macon second in the Clarence Cannon. They hooked up tonight in good ball game over Richmond. And right now we've got Don Kennedy, the voice of the Richmond Spartans, on the line. And, Don, hey. A, a big game tonight, and sounds like a pretty good night for your Spartans. It was, it was. Uh, Aiden Iveson had another good ball game. He had a couple of touchdowns in the first half, uh, one of nine yards, and then scored the two-point conversion. And then he had one of 28 yards during the second quarter, also scored the two-point conversion. Uh, they were able to, Richmond was able to score a safety then with a couple of minutes left in the first half to go up. 18 to 0 at halftime, Joe. And then the second half was played mostly between the 40 and 35 of the uh, south side of the field and ended up for the night. Richmond had five turnovers and Macon had three. All happened in that same close area because it got really muddy as much as they played there. Yeah, and did you guys get started on time tonight, Donnie? Did you have a rain delay? How'd that all, how'd that all oh, play out? It rained, rained the whole game, but we got started. I understand we're probably one of the few that got started on time. Well, and then, you know, I tell you, for the Spartans to build an 18 to nothing lead, making a good ball club, they wind up in second place in that tough Clarence Cannon Conference. And to, to hold them to only one touchdown in the game, I'm sure maybe the weather had something to do with that, but that's pretty good effort yeah. by the Spartan defense. It was. They uh, they held uh, um, Marty, uh, didn't get much. And then Lanier, who's got over 6,000 combined yards as the quarterback running and throwing, uh, he, he scored the only touchdown with about five minutes left in the game. Uh, he had a two-yard touchdown run. So, how, how about the crowd tonight? Did the weather keep the crowd down, or did you have a good turnout over at Richmond? Yes. No, there wasn't that, that the same crowd that was here. It wasn't raining, but everybody had their rain suits on, Joe, and their uh, umbrellas up. So, but they, the Richmond crowd was pretty loud for the number that were here. Well, and with the wind tonight, the Spartans moved their record to ten and one on the year, and they're in the district championship game next week. It looks like the Higginsville was leading loss, and I don't have a final score on that. But if, if Higginsville does hang on to win that game, Richmond would go to Lawson or go to Higginsville next week for a rematch. So, 
uh, you know, and I, and I say I'm not going to say anything until that score is final, but uh, those two teams had a great had a great game earlier in the year, didn't they? They did. That was one of the best games that Richmond's played, but didn't the only one they didn't win, but that was one of the best games they played and didn't <laughs> Well, and I tell you, anytime Higginsville and Richmond tee it up, it usually goes right down to the wire, doesn't it, Don? Definitely, definitely. Two two really good teams there, Joe. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like I say, we'll get a final on that Higginsville. I don't have Higginsville. I know had a fairly commanding lead in the third quarter, but I tell you, the Lawson team's gotten better and better all year. So we'll wait to see how that all how shakes out at the end. But hey, always appreciate the call, my friend. And you're having a good first year. You broadcast Spartan football. Been a bit kind of a fun year for you, hasn't it? It has. Uh, when you when you get to cover a good team, it, it makes it a lot more fun. Well, we'll be on the air one more week, and I know you've been calling us every week, and we certainly appreciate that, and we'll look forward to chatting again next week. Do you have to go dry out a little bit, or are you in pretty good shape? No, we were in pretty good shape. We worked in the press box and kept our window down, so we were looking through glass at the game. But uh, w- once the game got to about third quarter, you had to go off of uh, – what the look of the player was you couldn't see much for yeah. numbers but. <laughs> i know well and you know a night a night like this it's fun to be a broadcaster isn't it it is much yeah. more fun than being out on the i know hey don always enjoy the visit thanks a lot and uh, congratulations to the spartans and we'll we'll talk with you again next week being a district championship game all right thanks joe all right don we'll see you all right, that's Don Kennedy, the voice of the Richmond Spartans. Calls us every week, and the Spartans again win tonight. They beat Macon 18-6, to a game played at Richmond. So the Spartans will play for the District 8 championship next Friday night against either Lawson or Higginsville. And like I said, Higginsville led late in the game, but I don't have a final yet, so we'll just kind of hold on on that one until we get that. But, uh, Don, thanks again. Let's take a timeout. Back with more on the fifth quarter right after this. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because truthfully, they don't like it either. Family owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company, 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. Is your family growing? Or can you now afford that property you've always wanted? Or maybe it's time to downsize. No matter what the reason, the Community Realty Team is ready to lend a hand as part of the community they've earned the name community realty give them a call they're happy to discuss the business of selling or buying property community realty of richmond proud to support the richmond spartans let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in curly country 103.9 krli here's your hosts joe all well, thank you very much, Miles, and folks, thank you for tuning in tonight. It's good to have you with us. This is semifinal week in most districts, so really a lot of exciting games. Most teams that win tonight will be in the district championship game, and those championship games will be played next week. And if you win, I know it, it varies in different classes. In most classes, if you win your district, you're into the quarterfinals. So, you know, winning that district championship, of course, is always a big deal, but uh, I'm sure we'll have coaches calling different times of the night because we were all over the board with rain and 
weather delays and some starting early. Some started. Some teams played this afternoon. Uh, some have put their games off till tomorrow. So we'll just hang in there and do the best we can tonight. Let's look. We do have some scores uh, in Class One tonight over in District Three. Kabul beat Ash Grove 34 to 16. Down in District Six, Monroe City. The Panthers remain unbeaten. They knock off Salisbury 58 to 18. The other game in that district saw South Shelby beat Highland 42 to 8. So South Shelby will go to Monroe City for a rematch next week. I know Monroe City won that regular season matchup because they went undefeated in that Clarence Cannon Conference. I don't have the score right now, but we'll get that to you as soon as we can let you know how those two teams fared earlier. <clears throat> in District 7 tonight, Class 1, Gallatin. The Bulldogs remain unbeaten. They beat Brookfield 42-6. to And down in District 8, Mid-Buchanan remains unbeaten. They beat North Platte 41 to nothing. So those are the Class 1 scores we have. In Class 2, how about Blair Oaks? In District 2, Blair Oaks wallops North Callaway 71 to 14. St. Francis Borgia upsets Herman 40 to 21. So Borgia will take on Blair Oaks for district championship next week. Liberty Mountain View in District 3 beats Stratford 47 to nothing. They'll play Mountain Grove next week. Mountain Grove 48, or excuse me, 28, six winners over Houston in District 7 tonight. Bowling Green, they're for real. They win. Uh, they beat. They win 67 to six over Clark County. Hallsville beats Centralia tonight, 22 to eight. So it looks like Hallsville will go to Bowling Green next week. And we got we've got just an update on the Higginsville loss, and it's 46 to nothing. Higginsville with about 10 minutes left to play. So the Huskers. Uh, and, and, and pretty good lead in that game, 46 to nothing. So it looks like we could very well have a Higginsville loss and rematch, or Higginsville Richmond, excuse me, rematch next week. The Spartans again beat Macon. You just heard from Don Kennedy a few minutes ago. Richmond knocks off Macon 18 to 6. Higginsville up on loss and 46 to nothing with about 10 minutes left in the game. I imagine that game got started late, so probably will be another Richmond Higginsville matchup that game was played earlier in the year at higginsville that decided the mrvc east conference championship this game next week for be will be for district championship let's take another time out back with more on the curly fifth quarter right after this consumers oil and supply company in bramer and now in trenton are proud to support high school activities working with farmers ranchers and residents providing all your feed agronomy farm supply lp and fuel Consumers Oil and Supply Company, serving the area for over 90 years at two locations, Bramer and Trenton. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. Okay, that was bad. Don't joke around with your finances. Trust Goppert Financial Bank for all of your banking needs. Get started today at GoppertFB.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians who are readily available when needed. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call. We're for the state of Missouri. We're for trout fishing, barbecuing, underarching, fountain swimming, road tripping, and show me saying. We're for people who would live here, people who won't, people who farm, and for people who don't. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you're a Missourian, we're for you. I'm Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent, and if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. 
highlights, and coaches' interviews, you get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, I'm trying to kind of run through some scores here. We'll be trying to update all night long, kind of let you know what's going on. We're getting more and more scores all the time. I see where school, the Osage, boy, they keep rolling. That team got off to a slow start, but, boy, they've been rolling. They wound up second place in that Tri-County Conference tonight. They beat Clinton 47-6. to So let's, let's run through the Class 3 scores that we have. Uh, no, no strange name in high school football st genevieve valley they've won numerous state titles they used to be a class one school now they're up to class three but they beat kennett tonight 58 to nothing over in district one of class three it was in district four st Clair, 42 to six over st james over in district five some teams we cover uh Moberly, the number one seed in that district they slipped by southern boone 21 to 20 in a game that i know started this afternoon greg huff's boonville pirates uh, they venture into mexico and beat the bulldogs 27 to 13 so you'll have Boonville traveling to Moberly for a district championship game next week in district 6 we just mentioned a few minutes ago school the Osage they beat Clinton 47 to 6 as I said they got off to a slow start but let me look right now at their record school the Osage they're 7 and 3 right now so got off to a slow start they lost to Blair Oaks I think that's the only conference game they lost so they've really been rolling down in district 7 Oak Grove's at Pleasant Hill we don't have a score the Odessa Bulldogs some people have called and said, how come Odessa is not on midvid.com tonight? Well, here's the answer. They play tomorrow afternoon. They will head into Kansas City and play University Academy. So uh, Mark Thomas's Bulldogs off tonight. They'll have a semifinal game against University Academy tomorrow. Well, Maryville, the number one seed in District 8, they knock off St. Pius 38-21. to So Maryville gets a big win there. The other game in that district had Savannah against Chillicothe. Savannah had a lead the last time we checked. But I don't have a final score on that yet, so we'll just kind of hold off on that one. In District 4, we've got a couple of games. Uh, the Hannibal Pirates, they're the number one seed in District 5. Uh, all over Warrant tonight, Ham Hannibal beats Warrington 62-7. to It was West Plains in District 6 over Monette, 35-13. Bolivar slips by McDonald County, 21-7. So Bolivar, or excuse me, it'll be a Bolivar, yes, at West Plains next week. And the Kearney Bulldogs, the Bulldogs undefeated. They're the uh, small suburban conference champs they beat excelsior springs for the second time this year carney beats excelsior springs 63 to 22 that takes us through class four let's take another time out back in just a minute the hamilton bank has a clear vision for a strong future and a tradition of serving its community at hamilton breckenridge and lathrop featuring new services like the brella to protect your debit card account and health savings account along with the traditional services you have come to count on the hamilton bank member fdic equal housing lender you love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. Napa know-how. Hey teams, we hope you did your best in tonight's game. Had fun and learned good lessons you all use in life. And if life finds you needing car parts and knowledgeable customer service, then drop by and see Nap Auto Parts at Brunswick and Kilton. Napa know-how. 
Ray County Stone, West Central Missouri's aggregate material provider with a strong footprint from Kansas City Metro East over 100 miles. A family-owned and operated business that has been giving satisfactory service to their customers. It's as easy as calling Ray County Stone Producers in Richmond or email raycountystoneproducers at gmail.com. A proud supporter of Orc Bearcat Youth. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, folks, good to have you with us. I'm glad to be back in the saddle. Had to miss last week, hated to miss, but uh, uh, I appreciate Tom Hughes and Aaron and Donnie and the whole crew that, that got us through. The, got us through. And now I think we've got a coach on the line. I think we've got uh, David Stuckey, who's the head coach of North Shelby. Uh, North Shelby tonight, they win. They win at home. They beat Concordia 50-30. to 30. And we have Coach Stuckey on line one. David, appreciate the call. Had any rain up in Shelbyville today or yep. tonight? Yeah, tonight we had a couple little bursts, but we managed to get off the field before the steady rain set in. Now, did you you started that game early, didn't you? Yes, we started that game at 5.30 so we could get through before the lightning. We knew we'd get some rain, but we wanted to avoid any lightning. I know there have been some lightning that yeah. around. Are you the guy that made that decision? Should you get full credit for that? or? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't get paid enough money to make those decisions. But, but, you, but you'll take the outcome, right? Yes, I will. Well, let's talk about it. You beat Concordia tonight, 50-30, to 30, a nice win. Talk about the game a little bit. Well, I tell you what, you know, Concordia uh, came in. Their seniors weren't going to go down without a fight. Um, you know, we kicked off to them, and they drove the length of the field on us and punched the ball in, 8 nothing. Stayed that way through the first quarter. Um, we got our passing game going. Um, Brendan McDaniel, of course, you know, he's been a horse all year for us. Um, and with about six minutes to go in the second quarter, um, caught a nice little touchdown pass for us. And then um, on the very next play after we kicked off, we forced a fumble. Uh, we quick struck, got Brennan in the end zone again. Um, and then we kicked off to him. They put you know a couple plays together on the first drive down, and we forced a punt. Um, they pinned us kind of deep on the punt with, on about on the 15. So in a minute 40, we went um, 65 yards. And with three seconds to go, we hit down Brennan and McDaniel again. Um, so we went into halftime up 28. We come out, we start running the ball, get a, you know got a couple tweaks and adjustments done. You think things are in good shape at you know 36 to eight, and then they you know just weren't going to go down without a fight, and their seniors started fighting and drove down the field, scored on us, and then we had a nice little um, bobble and we fumbled the ball right on the one yard line on the senior kickoff. They punched the ball in. Then they're fired up, and um, they get all over us on an option play, smack our quarterback, and, you know, legally, I mean, it's just a nice, good, hard play. Um, get a hand on the pitch, and they scoop and score, and next thing you know, we're sitting there looking at 36-30. to 30. Um, Tell our kids to take a deep breath, um, and we did, and we focused, and then we managed to get back on top of ourselves and finish the game off at 50 to 30 so we had to make it entertaining for some people out there so okay so you're ahead 36 to 30 concordia is making a good comeback did you put a couple drives together to get that score up to 50 yes. did you big yes, plays how did you do that, that well amos Fredrickson, we just we went back to the fundamentals of what we were doing not trying to get too cute um amos was just such a ball carrier i mean on the night he ended up with 210 yards on 22 carries and three touchdowns and um you know he had a really nice run right there um and a couple of them and just you know you have to give the credit to the offensive line because they were executing and um, maintaining and holding their blocks. And I tell you what, there's some big cats over there, Concordia. Yeah, yeah they've always and, had some big, some big guys over there. 
Yes, and so, you know, I was really proud of the way our guys, you know, we could have continued to, you know, fold up shop when we were making a couple mistakes and they were capitalizing on it. Um, and we just took a deep breath and we focused and we played the next play. And, you know, we, we preach about it and you teach it. And it's really nice to see when the kids do it. Uh, David, anybody else you'd like to mention on the North Shelby team that you thought uh, played exceptionally well that you'd like to talk about? Well, i tell you what, um, on the defensive line, um, Orrin Van Skyke was given a lot of problems to their center there, um, and they were having to end up double teaming him, which allowed us then to, you know, get an extra block. You know, you know if they're going to take two to block him, um, then it kind of frees everybody else up. You know, um, I again want to credit J.D. Rich, our quarterback. You know, his stats are, you know, nothing to speak of. I mean, he has 167 yards passing, but 54 yards rushing. But just his leadership and his calm demeanor as everything was going around, he was in control of that huddle, telling him, hey, it's just got to be the next play. We're going to finish this thing off. And, you know, it's great to see seniors step up like that. Well, and, and uh, David, we're talking with David Stuckey of North Shelby. Uh, with that win, that pushes your record to 8-2 and two on the year. You're the number two seed, I guess, in District 2. So it looks like next week you'll be back at home again. You'll play Sweet Springs. Yes. Um, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Nothing's going to be easy. Sweet Springs is coming on playing really good football here. You know, they're getting a couple bodies healthy. Um, you know, they're going to give us everything we want. And um, we can't take nothing for granted. They're a three seed. They're right there um, on our clip and on our heels. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to not have mistakes like we had tonight. Um, you know, no coach wants to sit there and have to, you know, come back and fight, you know, and with momentum and things like that. And so, you know, we got to, you know, we got some work ahead of us. Um, coach Holtzman will have them lined up. They've run the option scheme. Um, we're going to have to make sure we're solid on our assignments. Um, on defense, he's not going to give us anything cheap and easy. We're going to have to string eight, nine, and ten plays drives together. You know, we're going to have to make sure that we just, you know, keep our focus all the way through that. Well, listen, David, hey, appreciate the call. We'll have one more show next week. We'll be on the air next Friday night, so be sure and give us a call next Friday and talk about that. should be a good game. North Shelby and Sweet Springs will be up in Shelbyville, so give us a buzz, and we'll, we'll talk again. I appreciate you calling us every week. I sure appreciate all the coverage you guys give us. Okay, we'll see you, David. Take care. Okay, that's David Stuckey, head coach of uh, North Shelby. Again, they win tonight. Good effort by Concordia, but North Shelby holds on to win at 50-30. to 30. Well, tonight, uh, the season came to an end for the Brookfield Bulldogs as the Bulldogs in Class 1 had a tough test tonight. They took on the number one seed, undefeated Gallatin. Gallatin wins at 42-6, to 6, and I appreciate Corey Luke. Corey's on the line right now, the head coach of Brookfield. And Corey, I think you knew coming in, this is going to be a tough game, no doubt. Gallatin's the, they're the real deal, aren't they? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, I feel like we, uh, you know, we played a really tough schedule, uh, you know, after this year, uh, playing, playing Monroe City, playing Macon, playing Centralia. But uh, you know, Gallup really impressed me. I think they can, uh, you know, they can compete with, with, with any of those teams. So, uh, you know, I'm very impressed with them. Well, you know, and you guys really turned it on near the end of the year. Uh, you, uh, you know, you win your. You win your last two games. You beat Clark County. You beat Highland. You also got a nice win over Palmyra in there too. So you win three of your last five in your in your regular season games, and your only two losses during that time to Macon and Monroe City, and they're both powerhouses. So you guys, it looks like they got they started playing their best ball at the right time. Yeah, um, you know, absolutely. You know, I really felt like uh, late in the season we were uh, in offense we were really clicking. Um, you know, between. Uh, a mix of a mix of running and, and, and passing the ball, um, and with the weather tonight, you know we weren't really able to uh, to, to, to do that. So 
Um, that, that, that definitely put a hold to our game, but, uh, you know, Gallatin tonight was a better team. They deserve it. But, uh, you know, I would like to have a shot with them, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with, with normal conditions. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wasn't here last week, Corey. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but you knock off Marceline in overtime by one point. I guess that's one of the most exciting games you've probably been involved with as a coach, I would guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely have the top um, as a coach for sure. Uh, you know, we're down, down eight points, uh, four minutes left. Uh, six minutes left, I think. We had a uh, you know, 75 yard drive, uh, you know, to tie it up after you get to the overtime and then um, give, up, give up a touchdown early in overtime for our guys, kind of back against the ball. And, Corey, you're kind of cutting out on us a little bit. I'm, I imagine you're on the road back from Gallatin, so probably having some phone issues. I can, could hear you right at the end a little better. And I guess you've got to say goodbye to some pretty good seniors, don't you? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, uh, as a coach, as a coach, uh, especially this, this group that now, you know, they're such good kids. Um, they just work really hard. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, I know we're going to be successful. Uh, they all seem to be uh, okay. Well, Corey, we got a bad connection, so I'm losing you. I really appreciate you calling us, so I know you're on the road back and, and you know, you had a you had a good, like say, end of the season in style. You called us every week. I certainly appreciate you doing that. And looking back in that clear, tough Clarence Cannon Conference, uh, you wind up Monroe City wins it, then Macon, Centralia, South Shelby, and then Brookfield. So you wind up right in the middle of the pack, and that's as tough a conference around. So you guys wound up good, and I really appreciate you calling us every week. And, hey, hopefully if everything works out, maybe we can do this again next year. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you very much, Corey. We'll see you. All right, that's Corey Luke, head coach of the Brookfield Bulldogs. Uh, the Bulldogs tonight fall to Gallatin. Sorry about the connection. A lot of times coaches call us on the way home on a trip, and they get on the road there and don't have the best connection. So that happens. But, Corey, thanks again and appreciate the call every week. Well, the center Yellow Jackets, they're one of the top teams in Class 4. The Jackets are up to Class 4 this year, and they tonight at home, they knock off Carl Junction by the score of 33 to 6 and right now we've got Brian DeLong head coach of the uh the center ball club and Brian uh nice win tonight you played at home you win at 33 to 6 and you're in the district championship game yeah very exciting for our young men they've, they've worked very hard we have a big group of seniors and it was it was a much tighter ball game it was six to nothing at halftime and um, we, we had the advantage, but it was tight. I mean, we played in a downpour, uh, similar to a monsoon all, all night. I mean, we all coached in here right now trying to get dry, soaked to the bone, and, you know, a few loose balls and the type of thing you have in that type of game. I was proud of our offensive line and our offensive staff and our coaches in the second half. You know, we're able to run the ball, make some adjustments, and, and take control of the game. 
Well, and you guys, you're the MRVC West champions. You go perfect 6-0 in that conference. You're 10-0 overall right now. You know, and if you played these, this game tonight on a nice dry field, you probably wouldn't remember. When you play in sloppy conditions, it's muddy, everybody's miserable after the game. It's a game you never forget, right? You nailed it. I told the kids in pregame that, uh, you know, all those perfect weather games, they would remember this one, win, lose, or draw, you know, however it went, that, the conditions tonight, they would remember. And the Lord blessed us. We didn't get any lightning, so we didn't have to come in and wait in the locker room or anything. We played through, but, boy, that rain didn't let up all night. I think the good Lord is making up for all the moisture we've been missing for the last four months and one night. So I'm happy for the farmers and happy I might have to mow my yard one more time, unfortunately. But. We need some moisture, so good thing the Jackets won and we got some good moisture. You know, when you're the favorite in a game, a, game, a night like this can be a scary night because sometimes this is when teams pull upsets. I know you're glad to get this one behind you. Who played well for the uh, center Yellow Jackets tonight, Brian? Um, you know, I, I mentioned our offensive line played well at time. Um, to Corey Love, our, our feature running back, had some nice runs at some, uh, some time. 241-yard rushing, and then our, our our fullback, H-back, inside linebacker, um, the Rock, Tafak, yes, um, was a man tonight. They, several times they had plays lined up and had angles on us, and he, he would run through from the inside linebacker position. Probably had his best game of playing linebacker um, and made some nice blocks in some of our run game. He, he is a kid that was born in Cameroon, Africa, and came here early early in his life, and I was like a 4.0 GPA and just an overachiever and watching you know he grew up playing soccer so to watch him grow as a football player and kind of play his best game tonight hopefully he'll play better next week but it's fun to watch a kid like that grow and do well in the classroom and overachieve and so that was a lot of fun well like we said Brian with that win you're 10 and 0 again you're the MRVC West Conference champs that's always a feat when you win that conference okay now you're the number one seed in uh, your class four so you're the number one seed in class four district seven i don't have the final yet on nevada lincoln prep they were playing tonight up in kansas city on lincoln's field but you'll play the winner of that game next week right yes sir we will and i don't know the final either but you know i know nevada was in the driver's seat and nevada runs a good old single wing double tight so i'm glad we weren't playing tonight in this weather so i hope we get a little drier weather next week and Coach Beachler does a good job. We used to be in the league with them when we used to be in the West Central, and they're going to run the game ball and be physical and, and try to get after things. And I think I believe it was like 28 nothing and a half. Maybe Nevada had the advantage. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see who we play and, you know, control what we can. And you know how it is. And 4A, you know, we've been 3A the last several years. So 4A is a step up in numbers and size of players and, we know every round can get tougher, and we were blessed to make it to the round of 16, and, you know, we're, we're surviving in advance. Hey, Brian, always listen. Enjoy the visit, and the congratulations regardless So, what happens from here on out. You've had a great season. I really appreciate you calling. Maybe we're your good luck charm. You know, you call us every week, so we might be able to put you over the hump this year. You never know. Hey, we'll take anything we can get. We just, <laughs> I, just, I just love guys that do so much for high school sports. You know, I know all the money involved, and, collegiate d1 and nfl and the purest form of this great game is high school playing with your friends you grew up with and i love guys like you that showcase it and they make it special for the kids well thank you it's great to talk to you and again we got one more show next week so give us a buzz after that game against either nevada or lincoln prep and we'll we'll talk center yellow jacket football again 
Yes, sir. You have a good weekend now. You too, Brian. Thank you. That's Brian DeLong, head coach of center, one of the top teams in the state. They're 10-0 and right now and really just won that tough West uh, MRVC West Conference did not lose a game in conference play. I haven't lost a game to anybody. So let's take a timeout. Back with more right after this on the Curly Fifth Quarter. Ray Carroll Fuels is your local fuel provider serving Ray, Carroll, Lafayette, and surrounding counties, specializing in bulk delivery of fuel and propane for your home, business, and farm. See how you can partner with them and learn more about their fuel stations for your needs. Ray Carroll is a proud supporter of student athletes. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? Or trophies? At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at TDRAutoPlaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. Travis Heeman, Whitetail Properties Real Estate, specializing in farmland, recreational land, and rural estates. Travis offers traditional real estate listings and auctions. Whitetail Properties averages selling a farm a day in Missouri alone. Call Travis Heeman to learn more. 816-529-7704. Congratulations to all the teams. We are more than just wood. Hi, I'm Sharona with Woodshed Lumber and Hardware Supply. We offer you more than just your typical lumber and hardware needs. We stock appliances, leading brands like Whirlpool, Amana, Maytag, and KitchenAid at our Carrollton and Richmond stores. We've even got freezers. And of course, we will order what you need. Woodshed Lumber and Hardware Supply in Carrollton, Richmond, and Concordia. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Okay, Miles, thank you very much. For one of the games that was moved up this afternoon in terms of time, uh, semifinal game down in Mexico between the Mexico Bulldogs and the Boonville Pirates. And when the dust was settled, Boonville came away with a 27 to 13 win. And right now we've got Steve Haig, head coach of the uh, Mexico Bulldogs, on the line. And Steve, uh, a tough, a tough loss tonight, 27 to 13 to Boonville. I, I figured this is a game I looked at. I thought this would be a very good game, and sounds like, sounds like it was. Yeah, it was. I think we, uh, you know, in the first half, I think we had our opportunities. We. Uh, they scored first, and uh, then we were we were able to answer back and, and make it seven to six, and um, then we were able to stop them and, and score again to make it uh, thirteen to six, and and uh, they came back and tied it up thirteen thirteen, and then right before half, the last play of the half, we uh, score a touchdown, but the uh, officials thought it was uh, an ineligible player downfield, so I haven't really looked at the film and, and uh, confirmed that, but that touchdown was taken off the board, so we go in at halftime 13-13. And then in the second half, we, we we got a little momentum here and there. We had a touchdown called back on a block in the back, and uh, but we just didn't have enough at the end. We were playing uh, with some injured guys. Uh, starting center was out, um, you know, had a hurt ankle in practice this week and uh, how our starting left tackle was out as well because 
he had a hurt foot and um so we just kept going to the well with uh, our younger guys and um they i thought they did a good job but just in the end boonville's a better team and uh we just uh just didn't put enough points up on the board steve was the weather any kind of a factor i know you started early tonight did you beat the rain oh yeah it was a nice night it was you know we kicked off it was sunny and and a little windy i mean the, the wind was pretty pretty powerful early but uh, as we come out after half it it turned into a pretty uh pretty good night and uh, the wind died down and um so i don't know i mean i don't think we could ask for any better better weather i mean i guess you could ask for uh you know not being as windy but uh i thought we made a good choice i i think the rain came a little bit later but uh you know i we might have got a little bit wet if we just started at seven but we just just decided to take that out and and i thought it was a good choice i uh you know it was, it was a beautiful night and yeah. uh you know you just you just wish you to played a little bit better and, and maybe got that win yeah sounds like things worked out for you weather-wise anyway and steve you know you wind up on the year you guys wind up with a record of four and six but boy uh, some tough close losses. Centralia 26-21, Southern Boone 14-6, Kirksville 43-42. So there are three games that could have easily gone the other way. And then you got that big win over Odessa, 51-47. to So you had some nail biters during the year, didn't you? Yeah, I, you know, I think that, you know, as you think about it, we probably left a couple out there that we'd like to like to have. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing that, you know, I, you, know you, you, uh, you feel blessed like, you know, like last year, we had a really good senior class that was backed up by a junior class, which are seniors this year. And But this year, you know, we have a good senior class, and we're playing with just a lot of young guys. And it's just kind of hard in our conference and, and, you know, our district that, you know, if you're playing with sophomores and freshmen, that, um, you know, you're going to take a, you're going to take some lumps. And had a Hall of Fame coach tell me one time, he said, you know, if you for every sophomore you have out on the field, it's uh, you know you, it, it's almost a loss. And you know we lost six games, and you know we played, you know we probably played over six sophomores. So um, it's just a it's just an age thing. You know, you got when you're playing against juniors and seniors, it's just about you know being older and having that maturity and and being physically stronger and and everything that goes into that and. You know, last year we were blessed with that, and we've been blessed with that in the past. And this year we just had to play some younger guys due to some injuries and just not having the age at the positions. But you know, that's not an excuse. You got to get them, you got to get them ready, and and uh, you know, get them ready to play on Friday night and, and get them to improve. And so, you know, we, we'll have some guys that come back next year that you know got some time and some pretty young guys, and you know, uh, they'll they'll have that experience for the next uh, you know two maybe three years. And, um, you know, hopefully you know, we can build upon that and insert some more guys and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, right the ship a little bit next year. Well, tough to have a young team, I know, but that looks good for the future. Like you said, you got a lot of good kids coming back next year, but you got to say goodbye to some good seniors too, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys that have, uh, you know, this this I, you know, this class, I, you know, I, I, I try to preach to them that, you know, you got to have some numbers, and this class was really the – the last class that had the numbers I mean I, mean, I had my, my this year I had some good freshman numbers but they had to play some JV and this senior class was the last one that actually played a full freshman schedule for us and 
did a really good job and, and they developed into good JV players. And then by the time it was their turn, most of them as juniors, they, they really turned it on, uh, on the varsity side of it and carried on over to this year. And so, um, you know, it, 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 you know, you feel blessed that you, uh, coach, you know, kids like this, you know, kids that buy into the program and set the culture. And the, the hard thing about it is you have to say goodbye to them. And, and, you know, we've, uh, we said goodbye to uh, to a lot of good senior classes, and and this is one of them. And you know, one of the things I you know I told them when I took over, I said, you know, you have to have some longevity. Longevity is a big thing, and um, you know, part of that longevity is that you have to uh, say goodbye to a lot of good senior classes. But uh, you know, we want to make sure they come back, and you know, they're proud of their years of, of being a bulldog, and they and they had a lot of success as. Um, you know, playing playing here, and maybe not this year, but you know, they've had success in in the three years before that. So, um, you know, hopefully, we can look back on it with fond memories and come back and and uh, be proud of, of of what they accomplished. Steve, always enjoy the visit. You got a very good program at Mexico. You bring it year after year. You're always very competitive, and you do a good job. I know. I remember you were an excellent ball player at I think Mizzou back in the day. So a lot of good, a lot of good memories for you. And I really appreciate you calling us. Your Mexico's a pretty good ways down the road from Carrollton. You call every Friday, win, lose, or draw, and I certainly appreciate that. And I haven't forgotten. I still owe you a T-shirt. I, you're on my. I owe you list, so I well, I have I haven't forgotten that, but I I really appreciate you. All right, Joe, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you covering football, and you know I know you love it, and uh, it shows. And I know the other coaches appreciate you uh, being on here Friday night, so they can talk about their kids. So I'll uh, you know if I'm around next year, I'll I'll be calling in again. Well, I hope we can do it again, Steve. Thanks again for everything. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Okay, that's Steve Hegg, head coach of the Mexico Bulldogs. The dogs fall tonight to Boonville. Good ball game, but Boonville wins at 27-13. Let's stop the clock. We'll be right back. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because, truthfully, they don't like it either. Family-owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company, 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. Is your family growing, or can you now afford that property you've always wanted? Or maybe it's time to downsize. No matter what the reason, the Community Realty Team is ready to lend a hand as part of the community. They've earned the name Community Realty. Give them a call. They're happy to discuss the business of selling or buying property. Community Realty of Richmond, proud to support the Richmond Spartans. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. 
Okay, thank you very much, Miles. Well, one of the hottest teams around, the Gallatin Bulldogs in Gallatin, uh, they win again tonight. They move their record to a perfect 11-0 uh, as uh, they win. They beat Brookfield. You heard from Coach Corey Luke a few minutes ago. Gallatin wins that game 42-6. to And right now we've got Chris Holt, head coach of the Bulldogs, on the line. And Chris, uh, I think win number 11 for you. Just keep rolling right along. A nice semifinal win tonight. Oh, oh thank you very much. Uh, I guess that'd actually be 10. Yeah, that's right. You had a bye last week, didn't you? We had a bye last week. Sometimes my math, math, my math can be a little fuzzy sometimes, so... It was our first football game in 21 days. Wow. That's yeah. right. You picked up a forfeit, didn't you? We did. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a long time. Well, it sounds like you guys came out pretty sharp. You put 42 points on the board, so it doesn't sound like the layoff hurt you all that much. Well, it was, you know, tonight was a, all about getting through the conditions. You know, it was monsoon for four quarters and, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, we're all cold. Uh, wet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those things you just had to survive. And, you know, thank goodness we, you know, we're a wing tee team, but we've got a little single wing that we do. And we just, uh, tonight we w had to have it. Uh, there was no chance you were going to get a under center exchange. There was no way you were going to do long snap on a punt. Uh, you weren't kicking extra points. That, that stuff was just not going to happen. So um, our single wing, we, we ran four plays. And that's all we did. We just didn't have anything else to do, and uh, um, you know we got it done. Our we got a couple of really good running backs, Dave and Wright, Nathan Fight, and we got some big boys up front who move pretty well, and uh, we can hold the line of scrimmage. Uh, defensively, Brookfield likes to you know try to throw the ball all around. And yeah, they they just couldn't do that tonight. It just you know wasn't conducive for that. So they were really limited on what they could do on offense, and you know that really allowed us to just kind of. We just kind of set base and it just kind of plays football. You know, you go through the entire season and you one of your goals is to get to this stage of the year and still be playing. And it's kind of tough to have to play a game in these conditions, such an important game. But I guess it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And, you know, and of course, we're on a, we have a natural grass surface and our field is, you know, the, the rest has been good for it. It's filled in pretty good and our field was looking really good and it held up okay. But, when the water's over your shoes, it doesn't really matter, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's kind of where you were. But, you know, if you're on a turf field tonight, you know, you could get through it, um, but the ball's still wet. You know, yeah. you can't get over the fact that the ball's wet, but you're not sliding. You know, that's the thing about, you know, when I was at Lathrop, you got that turf field. You don't slide in the rain, you yeah. know, because the, the water just runs right through it. Yeah. But the ball's wet. Well, now you're on a natural surface field. you got wet. You got wet field. you got wet ball. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You just got to get through it. Chris, any of your other kids you'd like to mention that stood out tonight on a, on a sloppy night? Well, we rotated two complete different groups through on the D-line. Um, you know, so there's eight kids that were rotating through those spots. You know, they really controlled the line of scrimmage. You know, um, you know, there was there just wasn't going to be a pass game by either team. You know, so it was like if you control the line of scrimmage, you had a really good chance. And it, my quarterback ran the ball pretty well tonight for us in a single wing, Peyton Baker. You know, obviously, I think we attempted one pass, two passes. And but the second one that we attempted, we didn't get the snap, so it didn't matter. So it was it was run right, run left, every now and again run one in the middle. That was yeah. pretty much us. Well, and like I said, Chris, you're ten and zero on the year. You're the champions of the Grand River Conference, perfect in conference play. Okay, now you're going to have to get your field in shape this week. You're going to have another home game next week. It'll be a rematch. You're going to take on Putnam County, and you played the Midgets uh, about three weeks ago, it looks like. You beat them 35-20, to 20, but they're they're a much improved team, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, you know, Coach Hughes went up there. He's done a really good job with them. And, uh, 
they run, you know, they run a, a version of our offense. They do it out of pistol. We're under center more than they are, but their passing game, you know, gave us some problems. We we handled their run game pretty good the first time, but and they just nickel and dime us with seven, eight yard, five, six yard passes, and um, you know, they got a score early in the game. Uh, they got one in the third quarter, and then they got one right at the very end of the football game. Um, so during our bye week, we went and watched the Putnam County game again, and. Uh, we, we spent a couple of days on them because we just thought, you know, there's a chance we might play them. So uh, we feel like we'll, we've got a solid plan. Now as long as he hasn't changed everything up in the last two weeks, it should be good. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. But, hey, Chris, you're having a good year and uh, still going 10-0. and 0, And like I say, you, you face uh, Putnam County again next week for a, a district championship. That should be a great game. We'll, we'll be on the air one more week. Next week will be our last program. So be sure and give us a buzz and want to know how that game comes out. And we'll look forward to talking to you again. Well, I hope so. Uh, last district title for Gallatin was 2006, so it's been a while. Well, this is a class, a pretty good senior class, isn't it? It is. It's a group, group kid. Yeah. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. We'll chat again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. That's Chris Holt, head coach of Gallatin. They win it 42-6. to Let's take a timeout. Back with more right after this. Consumers Oil and Supply Company in Bramer and now in Trenton are proud to support high school activities working with farmers, ranchers, and residents providing all your feed, agronomy, farm supply, LP, and fuel. Consumers Oil and Supply Company serving the area for over 90 years at two locations, Bramer and Trenton. To win in sports, you have to adapt your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Jeff Adams, an Edward Jones financial advisor, and I can be your financial coach. Call 660-542-1629 today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. <sighs> Okay, that was bad. Don't joke around with your finances. Trust Goppert Financial Bank for all of your banking needs. Get started today at GoppertFB.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Well, I'm going to go back and run a few. I'm going to try to refresh my scores right now. We'll go back and run those in just a minute. But you heard a few minutes ago, you heard David Stuckey of North Shelby talk about that 50-30 to 30 win over Concordia. How about the Orioles? The Orioles made it a 36-30 to 30 game before North Shelby pulled away at the end. But a good effort from the guys from Concordia. And a few minutes ago, Donnie King talked it over with Oriole head coach J.K. Basie. I'm with J.K. Basie from uh, Concordia. And uh, a tough loss tonight. 50 to 30 from, I guess not embarrassing, to North Shelby, who is a really fine football team. How much uh, effect did the weather have on you tonight, J.K.? Um, not, a, not a whole lot. Uh, we, uh, we actually moved the start time up to 5.30, so we, uh, we had a little bit of rain, um, second half, kind of on and off, a little heavy at times, but, but not too bad. You know, it did cause a wet football, and we had a, a couple quarterback center exchanges that were a little off. Um, but, you know, luckily we were, we were able to get it in for it, got too bad up that way. I'm sure North Shelby did everything you expected. Uh, they pretty much just matched up across the board and just forced you to tackle. Yeah, they did. They did, you know, they didn't really do do anything that we hadn't seen on film. And, you know, they like to run run their full there. They're full tailback. He's pretty darn good. They got a good offensive line, and they, they pull a lot. And, you know, we just they ran a counterplay. Knew they were going to run. We just didn't really have an answer for it. 
Um, you know, but our, our kids played played their guts out tonight. Uh, you know, couldn't be more proud of that. We we actually had it uh, 36 to 30, about six minutes left in the fourth quarter, um, and and just couldn't hold on. Let's talk about your kids. They've uh, done a pretty good job this year. You, you've had a pretty successful year. Uh, had a few rough spots, but you had some injuries, had some things going on. So let's talk about your kids. Yeah, obviously I want to mention, you know, our seniors just being there um, last time uh, wearing, wearing the, the Concordia orange and black to football. Um, and, and these guys are going to be, be hard, to, hard to replace. Um, you know, we, we've got three senior captains, uh, Riley Inman, uh, Ryan Wilkins, and Byron Hernandez. Um, you know, Byron's an offensive defense line for us, and Riley and Ryder are still guys, uh, big part of our offense. Um, and then with, uh, our fullback, Roger Myers, senior this year as well, and, and he did a lot of, a lot of things um, in our run game that, you know, that not, doesn't get glorified a whole lot, but he did a good job for us all year. Um, and then we've got... Uh, uh, Byron Hernandez, uh, excuse me, as mentioned Byron, uh, Chris Evans, um, didn't see a whole lot of playing time in his first year playing, um, but the Bills did some good things for us, um, and Gage Rosser, um, uh, defensive lineman for us, uh, did, did some, some really good things for us defensively, uh, so, you know, we, we've got some shoes to fill, but we got some young kids that, that stepped in this year, and, uh, you know, our quarterback and sophomore, Kellen Feeney, and then we've got a, a freshman Put in uh, Maddie Simmons, who had a great year. Uh, so we've got some, we've got some pieces coming back, but we've definitely got some holes to fill. We got some younger kids. I think they're going to be able to step into those roles pretty well. All right, now let's talk about a coach. When the season falls to an end like this, and uh, how does a, a coach who's been around a while and, and really feels his colors, how do you feel at the end of the season? Um, you know, I knew I knew we were going to probably struggle a little bit at the beginning of the year with with Kellen, you know, being his first time starting quarterback and playing a couple freshmen, a couple sophomores, you know. But um, as the season progressed, those, those guys really really fit into their roles and, and learned a lot, learned how to play the game. So you know, I'm excited for um, you know take take a couple weeks off and, and get right back into film and, and see what we can work on for next year. Uh, get things going, uh, get things as we prepare for next year. All right, Jake, hey, I'll let you go. Uh, you still got a season to celebrate. Uh, it may take a day or two to, to get over this loss, but 50-30 loss to South North Shelby, and that's nothing to cry about. You scored and, and you, you put up a game, so we hope to hear from you next year. This is our last game of the season, too, tonight, so the fifth quarter will be going off. We hope to hear from you next year, and we wish you all the success in the world, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Folks, we folks, we will be on the air next week. This is our next-to-last show, so we'll be with you next week. So be sure and tune in. But, hey, one of the big games we've talked about, and you heard of a few minutes ago, but a couple of 9-1 and one teams collided tonight in Richmond, one of the top games in the state, and it was the Richmond Spartans knocking off Macon 18-6. to six. And right now we've got Nick Purcell, head coach of the Richmond Spartans, on the line. And Hey, Nick, congratulations. This was a game that we figured this would be a good ball game. Both of you come in at 9-1 and one tonight, and, it sounds like your Spartans played pretty well. Yeah, we, we played well to open the game and um, came out and scored on our first drive. And, um, and you know, the conditions were, were a mess. And, and we had, I think we turned it over t the next two drives and then scored on the, on the fourth one. And, um, 
I thought we did a good job all night on the line of scrimmage, uh, a combination of all five of them, but um, ran a lot of a lot of stuff behind um, our big tackle, Jack Googe, and yeah. um, between him and, and Hunter Bowman, our tight end, and, and Thomas Murphy, our, our fullback, you know, they kind of carried us through that game, and Aiden Iverson had a great night, and um, he's a hard, I mean, if you've seen us play, he's a hard runner, yeah. and he's, a, he's tough to bring down, and um, he's he's, uh, he's probably built about right, though, for a, a muddy, messy game like this. Um, he did a great job tonight. Well, you know, on a night like this, it's kind of hard for your speedsters to get going when it's muddy and sloppy, and usually whoever dominates the line of scrimmage is going to win the game, and sounds like, as you said, that was key for you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our D-line, um, <laughs> which is kind of that same group, Hunter Bowman and Jack Gooch and, and Thomas Murphy and, and Joe Birch um, is the fourth one in that group, and they all played really well on D-line. It's obviously that's always a huge part of of being good on defense. And um, really, other than a, an offensive turnover that gave making the ball real deep in in their, our own territory, um, other than that, we we pretty well shut them down defensively. I know you've been fighting a few injuries here the last few weeks. Are you starting to get healthy again? Yeah, um, yeah, we were healthy tonight. It's been and. For probably six weeks, so um, encouraged by that, and um, still, still not 100 percent. But um, at this point in the season, probably nobody is. Well, you mentioned quite a few of your kids already, Nick. We're talking with Nick Purcell of Richmond. Talked about both your line, a lot of your linemen. Anybody else that played well that stood out? You'd like to mention tonight? Um, our linebackers played well. Trent Logston and um, actually uh, Hayden Happy was out with a. A, a turned ankle and, and a kid named Ricky Russ got his first varsity start and played a heck of a game at, at that and um, Iveson on the edge and um, Balin Stockton on the other edge did a good job setting edges all night and, and doing a good job running the on the perimeter so um, overall you know defensively I was just proud of our, our group and we've played pretty offensively all year long and uh, tonight was no different. Well, you, you're uh, as I said, you're ten and one right now with the win. Your only loss this year, the Higginsville Huskers. You had a whale of a game with them back in the middle of the season down at Higginsville. You led in the fourth quarter, then the Huskers put a drive together late in the game and get a win. But you go back there there again next Friday night, and that'll be for a district championship. Yeah, certainly. Um, we we know what kind of football they play, and um, we understand what kind of game we're going to have to play to uh, to be successful and. Um, you know, it's, it's it's about the same every year. They're always a tough team that runs the ball well, and um, we're going to have to play well to get them, get them stopped and um, come out on top. Well, Nick, you've had a good season, and you're having a good season right in the middle of it right now. And you had a good year, I think, three or four years in a row right now. The Spartans have been very well, been very competitive, and you guys have been tough. And that'll be a big game next week down at Higginsville. We always enjoy the visit with you. We'll be on the air one more time. Next week will be our last show. But be sure and give us a call, and that'll be, a, that'll be one of the premier games in the state, I think. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll see you, Nick. That's Nick Purcell, head coach of the Richmond Spartans. The Spartans win tonight. They knock off a good making team. Richmond wins it tonight by a score of 18 to 6. Let's uh, take a quick timeout. Back after this. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians who are readily available when needed. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call. 
We're for the state of Missouri. We're for trout fishing, barbecuing, underarching, fountain swimming, road tripping, and show me saying. We're for people who would live here, people who won't, people who farm, and for people who don't. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you're a Missourian, we're for you. I'm Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. And if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. The Hamilton Bank has a clear vision for a strong future and a tradition of serving its community at Hamilton, Breckenridge, and Lathrop, featuring new services like the Brella to protect your debit card account and health savings account, along with the traditional services you have come to count on. The Hamilton Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. So how about the Oreg Bearcats? The Bearcats win their 10th game of the year tonight. They uh, host a cab at home. They win it 48 to 12. And right now we've got Coach Kirk Thacker on the line. And Coach, another win tonight, 48 to 12. And get that first district win. And I know you're happy with that. Oh, we're uh, just tickled pink down here in Oreg. Uh, with that, uh, go 10 and 0, and and we're pretty pretty excited about uh, the season. And uh, as I told the boys earlier today, it's been quite a ride. And oh. I've uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, it has been. You've got a lot of attention this year. A lot of people have really noticed your team and your Bearcats. You put some big numbers up on the board and really playing well. How yeah. how are the field conditions? Was it pretty sloppy down there tonight? <laughs> it was awful. Uh, we had uh, six turnovers tonight. Wow. Um, we had uh, f- lots and lots of fumbles on, on both sides uh, uh, for DeKalb as well. Uh, but we uh, we really had a, uh, a solid game plan, and when we were able to execute it, hold on the ball and execute it, 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 it went very well for us. Of course, you like to run the ball. You like that <clears throat> running game. Really, <laughs> normally the running game works better in the mud than the passing game does. It does, and, and that's what we uh, kind of focused on tonight. Uh, we went uh, a little spread and uh, ran out of it, ran our spread option out of that, and, and uh, we did a little of our power game as well. Uh, that seemed to be working uh, best for us. And we were able to uh, switch around several times. Yeah. Kirk, who stood out for the Bearcats tonight? <clears throat> Well, you know, Jackson Miller, uh, I believe we've got him over 2,000 yards now. Uh, He had 1,800 and some odd yards coming into the game, and so uh, our tailback, and and he had uh, two or three, maybe four touchdowns tonight. Uh, Did a fantastic job uh, both there and on the the, uh, defense. Uh, Xander Stevenson, our quarterback, had a couple touchdowns and, and really... Uh, he's he's the little engine that that could that uh, he we run behind, a lot behind him as well. Uh, our offensive line did uh, fairly good. Uh, there's there's uh, having a week off is uh, just awful. I hate having a, an extra week. Uh, it lets you get uh, um, lets you get healed up, but boy does it uh, make you rusty. And, and we looked very rusty. Uh, Jonathan uh, Harris, uh, one of our D backs, uh, got an interception. Uh, so did Lucas Walker and, and uh, Xander Stevenson. As I mentioned earlier, he had his 13th interception uh, of the year uh, tonight and, and uh, has just been a, a complete shutdown corner. I don't know why anybody ever throws towards him at all. And, uh, you know, but our, our defense, uh, we, we, it was 24 nothing and a half. Uh, second half, we, we kind of lost focus for a while there, gave up a couple touchdowns late. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I think we're uh, going to be fine, Dandy, and, and uh, everybody's everybody's healthy, so we're pretty happy. Well, late in the year like this, if you say you're healthy, that's a real plus right there. And you talk about Jackson Miller's rush for 2,000 yards, and the thing about it is he's not going to sneak up on anybody. Everybody knows he's <laughs> around, don't they? 
Yeah, they do, and that's what uh, makes us uh, a little bit different. We're not one-dimensional. Like I said, we have Xander, and, and uh, Xander does an excellent job of both rushing and passing. We have Nolan Worley, who is uh, just a, a fantastic uh, wide receiver, uh, tight end, and uh, Jonathan Harris, a good receiver uh, for us, too. And, and I've had several people ask me if uh, I've become senile in my old age because I am throwing the ball about 20 <laughs> times a game. And so, uh, uh, no, and, and we've got uh, Jeff Rohde, our, our fullback, who's pretty versatile, too, and, and throw him out there, Trent Windsor. Uh, Lucas Walker. We've got quite a few weapons, and so we're not one-dimensional just because we've uh, pounded everybody with Jackson. Uh, so uh, he he does a great job, and and uh, you know we we're not uh, he's missed three games this year, and so uh, we've uh, we we've been able to find uh, find a silver lining. Well, and, and uh, yeah, it, it's been you've got a lot of guys, and really a lot of guys have played well. And, and you know, you've learned to throw, so you say so you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's not you true. Can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, you know, Kirk, and I know you've been very successful everywhere you've gone. You've had a great career, and this team's still going. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to say, hey, who's the best team you've had or who, whatever. Right. But this has to be a special group for you. <laughs> you know, they've asked me that. They asked me that last week. My. Uh, uh, my 07 Harden Central team that uh, went to state. Uh, I had a, a 2000, uh, 2011 Harden Central team that was pretty darn good too. Went 10 and one. Uh, and then the uh, first year of our NHC, uh, the 2015 team was pretty hard to beat. But uh, this this team is uh, is pretty fun. And so um, uh, they have. Uh, I I don't know if they've got the most talent of, of uh, all any of my other teams. And I'm sure I'll hear about it if I say it. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut and say those are my four best teams that I've had. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. I know the town of Oric. Oric's had a lot of success in football. In fact, they've won either two or three. 11-man state championships in the past, but I'll bet the people over there are pretty excited right now. You know, they've uh, they've just been wonderful and welcoming to me and my family, and uh, we've just uh, really uh, uh, had a good time over here. Uh, I, I knew a lot of the boys before I got over here. Uh, a lot of them were my son's friends, and so uh, when we got here, uh, that kind of helped, and, and uh, they knew my uh, reputation, and, and they bought in. And... Um, Last year was kind of a learning curve. This year, uh, they've they've uh, done everything I said, and, and uh, they've really embraced uh, our program, and it, it's uh, showing off uh, pretty good right now, making me look better than I am. Uh, you always do it the right way, Kirk. Now you're next week. You're back at home again. It'll be a district semifinal yep. game. I don't have the score on the Stewartsville Bramer game right now, but no. I remember when you played Bramer early in the year. That was a real shootout, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and uh, we didn't. Uh, neither team uh, played very good defense that, that night, so our offenses were both working. Uh, we thought it would be uh, Bramer again at, here at home, and we were looking forward to that. But we were hoping it might be Stewartsville because we haven't seen them. Uh, Stewartsville has an excellent running back as well, and we really would like him and Jackson to go head to head. It'll be uh, they're a run team too. Uh, we knew that uh, with with uh, the rain tonight, that would be the great equalizer against uh, a Bramer team that that throws quite a bit. And um, you know, I was uh, they announced that right before our game was over, and I was kind of shocked about it. But uh, hey, uh, we'll take whoever they put in front of us, and and uh, we we'd like sure like to be 11 and 0. Well, I'm, I'm looking right now. We just got the score. It looks like that uh, Stewartsville won that game. The score we have right here is 48 to yeah. 34. 
So yes, that's what I heard. Yep. Stewartsville yep. pulled it out. So you'll play Stewartsville yep. next Friday Stewart's night. Bill. So, hey, right. Kirk, always enjoy the visit. Congratulations, ten and zero, great year, and still going. And hey, give us a call. We'll have one more program next week. So we'll talk Bearcat yes. football again. You bet. Thank you, Joe, and thanks for all the coverage. You're very welcome, Kirk. It's our pleasure. All right, that's Kirk Thacker, head coach of the Oregon Bearcats. Let's take a timeout back in just a minute. You love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. Hello to all of Friday Night's players and coaches. Win or lose, we know you made your fans, families, and communities proud. Here at Napa Auto Parts, we are proud to support our communities by offering knowledgeable customer service and quality auto parts. Stop by Napa Auto Parts in Brunswick and Carrollton. Ray County Stone, West Central Missouri's aggregate material provider with a strong footprint from Kansas City Metro East over 100 miles. A family-owned and operated business that has been giving satisfactory service to their customers. It's as easy as calling Ray County Stone Producers in Richmond or email raycountystoneproducers at gmail.com. A proud supporter of Orc Bearcat Youth. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, well, the season comes to an end tonight for the Excelsior Springs Tigers. The Tigers play a very talented Kearney team for the second time, and Kearney comes away with a 63-22 win. And right now we've got Coach Mark Fabian, head coach of the Excelsior Springs Tigers, on the line. Mark, appreciate the call. And, you know, you played this bunch once before. You knew they were the real deal, and, and uh, they, they, they're pretty tough, aren't they? Mark, can you hear me? Have we got him on line one, Aaron? Mark, can you hear me? This is this is Coach Rump of Buchanan. Okay, Coach Rump, I'm sorry, we must have lost Coach Fabian. We thought we had Coach Mark Fabian on the line, but I guess we must have must have lost him. Uh, right now, we got Coach Rump on the line of Mid Buchanan, and tonight, Mid Buck, you guys knock off North Platte, 41 to nothing. Call, talk about the game a little bit, Coach. Um, yeah, it was. You know, the conditions tonight were were um, you know they were they were interesting, but it was football weather for sure. But we. Uh, we had to come out and run the ball, which we want to do anyway. So we really challenged our guys up front to, to try to win on both sides of the ball with it being how it was uh, weather condition-wise. And we're really proud of how our guys played up front and how hard our backs ran and, and uh, how well we executed tonight. Well, and, and uh, you, you pitched the shutout. How was how was the weather tonight? Was it sloppy over at Midbuck, or was it was, a, was yeah, the field in decent shape? You know, you know, we actually gave up six. We gave up a kick return. It was 41 to six. But we, we played really good on defense. Um, you know, the weather wasn't, you know, the, the field conditions weren't great. But we just told our kids that it couldn't be an excuse. And, you know, both teams had to deal with it. So we were we just wanted to take care of what we do and try to do it as fast and, you know, as, as physical as we could. Well, you know, and, and uh, Coach Jared Quigley's done a good job over at North Platte. They're a much improved team from last year. So that's a pretty impressive win for you. Absolutely. ton of respect for Coach Quigley and his staff and what they were able to do there this year. And, you know, they're, they're a really good football team, and they bring back a lot of guys next year, and they're going to be tough to handle. So, yeah, we we knew we were going to have our hands full, and they're very well coached. And we challenged our kids to play a little bit better than we did the last time we played them. And I think our kids uh, uh, did a nice job tonight. Who stood out for uh, Mid Buchanan tonight, Coach? Um, you know, you know the guys up front were great. Um, I know our quarterback would say that. Our quarterback ran it 40 times tonight, I think. So he's you know, really proud of him and his toughness and what he does and for us. He played both ways, started on defense too. So really it's the guys up front that got it done. And, you know, plenty of guys 
they don't, don't care what happens as long as we win, and, that, and that's kind of what we try to do here, and we're pretty pretty proud of that. Well, and uh, okay, so uh, you get that big win tonight, and, and of course, you only have one loss on the year, and of course, that was to East Buchanan. You're 10-1 and one right now, and talking about East Buck, you guys will collide one more time up in Gower next week. It'll be for district championship, and boy, you've had some battles, haven't you? Absolutely. It's a great rivalry. Um, you know, our kids are you know, our kids are excited for it. And, you know, we played a pretty good half against them last time and then did not play well in the second half. And you can't do that against a team like East Buck, as talented as they are. So we got our hands full, but, you know, we're really excited to prepare and, and see if we can't go compete and see what happens. Well, congratulations. I, and I didn't get your first name is Jake, right? Yes, sir. That's what I thought, Jake. Jake Rump, assistant coach at Midby Can. Jake, I appreciate the call. Give us a buzz next Friday after that East Buck game. That should be a, should be a great game. Appreciate it. Thanks for what okay. you guys do. Thank you much, Coach. That's Jake Rump, assistant coach of Midbican. Do we have Coach Fabian on the line now? Okay. Okay, well we'll be we'll be right back in just a minute. Let's take a quick timeout. Back with more right after this. Ray Carroll Fuels is your local fuel provider serving Ray, Carroll, Lafayette, and surrounding counties, specializing in bulk delivery of fuel and propane for your home, business, and farm. See how you can partner with them and learn more about their fuel stations for your needs. Ray Carroll is a proud supporter of student-athletes. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? Or trophies? At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at tdrautoplaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. Travis Heeman, Whitetail Properties Real Estate, specializing in farmland, recreational land, and rural estates. Travis offers traditional real estate listings and auctions. Whitetail Properties averages selling a farm a day in Missouri alone. Call Travis Heeman to learn more, 816-529-7704. Congratulations to all the teams. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, now I think we've got got Mark Fabian back on. Hey, Coach, hey, I wanted to, wanted to chat with you. Had a little phone problem, but thank you for holding on. And, hey, I know you fall to Carney tonight, second time you've played them, and uh, yeah, they're the real deal, aren't they? They're pretty freaking good. Yes, they are. Well, you know, you guys, though, sounds like you move the ball pretty well. You score 22 points in the game. you got to be happy against a good defensive team. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we, we, we hit some big home runs. Um, I think our average rush per, per play was like in the 11s so you know they they held us really well on a lot of plays and then we were able to you know they were kind of selling out obviously we run the ball and um you know they, they knew that and they kind of stack it especially with tonight's weather and just uh we were able to square a few loose so well who played well for your tigers tonight uh our quarterback played really well chance moreland he's played well all year um he's kind of been our our, our bell cow, if you will, he, he, he had a lot of success this year. Um, 
he had 151 yards tonight, rushed 26 times for almost six yards a carry, uh, and had a touchdown. Um, so uh, he he was he's been big for us. He he is who deals the ball for us and uh, you know gets us into some right checks. And he was just he's just been really good for us. Well, it sounds like he was a real deal all the way around. And you you have to say goodbye. It's always tough the last game of the year to say goodbye to some good seniors, but you have to do that, don't you? Absolutely, yes. Chance losing chance. Uh, you know, not just losing him. We've had a good core of interior linemen that we lost to. We lose our center and and our guard and our, our tackle um, and a, and, a, and our other tackle as well. I mean, we're just, we're kind of cleaning the house a little bit as far as those interior guys go. Uh, but um, you know, hopefully, we'll we'll find some new faces in this next year to come and, and fill in those spots. Well, this has been a real year of transition for Excelsior Springs football. You guys moved from the MRVC West into the Suburban Conference and played all new faces. And But, you know, I think you guys held your own. I'm looking right now. I don't know. I've had kind of trouble keeping track of the standings in your all's conference. Looks like teams kind of shuffle around. But I've got you in the small division. If my, if my information's correct, you wound up 3-3 three and three in conference play and in the upper half of that, that division. Yes. Yes, we did. And, and yeah, we – you know, and the and the tough the, and the top part of that is is Carney, who's the number one team in the state, and Smithville, who's number two. So yeah. we got those two guys up in front of us, and uh, yeah, we we played pretty well. We 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 dropped a couple games. I think that we would have liked to have had back. We ran into some injury problems mid year, um, and and really tried to find some plug in play players. And once we found those guys, we we rolled a little bit. We finished off several several wins there in a row, and kind of felt like we had our feet underneath us. Um, so, yeah, it, we. I, I think if if we could have had all the pieces together early and, and and figured out a few things, we we could have been better off. Well, and it sounds like moving into that conference has worked out okay for you. It's been okay. Yeah, I mean, we we have quite. A, I mean, we play five class five schools, so it, you know it's going to be a challenge as far as depth wise every year. Um, but you know, if we can, if we can stay healthy and, and and keep the keep the engine running, I think we can be okay. Hey, Mark, I appreciate you staying in touch with us. Thanks for calling us each week. It's always good to chat with you. We've been and you feel like you're an old friend who's gone to the big city right now. And we enjoy <laughs> enjoy chatting with you. And hey, appreciate it. And tell Jeff Meyer hi. Jeff, I was Jeff's superintendent when he played on the state championship team at Lexington. He's your I know number. I think one of your top assistants. And yes, he's absolutely. the real deal, no doubt about that. Absolutely, we enjoy, we love him. Mark, thank you for calling, and have a good offseason. Hope we can do this again next year. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, we'll see you, Mark. That's Mark Fabian, head coach of Excelsior Springs. And how about the Higginsville Huskers? The Huskers win again tonight. They move their record to 10-0. and And right now we've got Coach Steve Cook on the line. And, Steve, congratulations. You played a, a much-improved Lawson team tonight. Caleb Crawford's done a good job over there. But you guys, uh, on a very sloppy night, took care of business and went at 46 to nothing. Yeah, you know, Coach Crawford's doing a great job with their program. He's a great man and, uh, you know, just does great things for their, their program there. And uh, they came out and, you know, it was, a, it was a game of kind of trying to, you know, everybody was trying to dip their toes in the water, kind of see what it felt like a little bit. And they came out and pooched, a, pooched an opening kick in the slop and a complete downpour. And, and we, kind of, we botched it and they, they recovered it. But, you know, our defense just played so good tonight, Joe, it, you know, they're uh, fun night all the way around and offensively it took us a, a couple of little uh, adjustments and, and to figure out how to readjust our footing because our, our O-line is, is big and strong and knows how to move people but 
when it's raining like it was tonight, it took a little bit how to figure out how we were going to get it done. You know, and Steve, I said this to a couple other coaches, but when you've got a good team, a night like tonight can be scary for you. Yeah, you know, and, and early on is just, you know, we 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 had to, we coached them hard in the first quarter when we came out kind of literally spinning our wheels, and uh, you know the guys got their minds right and and uh, figured out how to dig in and and push them off the ball and. And I think we were able to rush for, you know, around three, well over 300 yards on about 39 carries. And, and uh, you know, we held, held a pretty solid Lawson team to 15 yards of offense. So yeah. we were we were happy with how the defense came to play and, and with the offense getting things panned out. Well, I bet to rush for 300 yards on a very muddy, sloppy field, those guys up in the trenches must have done a pretty good job. They did. You know, they, they you know, they, like I said, early on, you know, they're not used to, they're used to when they take their first step and go to moving bodies, and tonight they were slipping and sliding a little bit. And uh, but anyways, yeah, we uh, Gibson has. I just found my stats: thirty-nine carries for three thirteen. So yeah. you know, proud of that effort. But for the defense to hold them to fifteen total yards is a, is a huge, huge accomplishment uh, in the weather as well. Well, you're getting it done on both sides of the ball, Steve. Anybody else you'd like to mention that played well for you tonight? You know, it, it was a total team deal. You know, I feel like if I name one, and I've, I've named a lot of the same guys uh, throughout the season, but total team effort tonight, uh, you know, and hats off to, to my assistant coaches who work so hard and, uh, you know, just, just everybody around the program. You know, my math's probably a little fuzzy, but I'm looking, I'm guessing you've won something like 22 of your last 23 games, and I think the only loss was that loss in the state semifinals last year to St. Charles Lutheran, Lutheran out of St. Charles. So you guys have got it going pretty well, don't you? Well, it's, you know, we're, we're fortunate. You know, we uh, it's got a group of kids that are that are bought in to, to what we're trying to do, and, and they, they try to do it on a daily basis. It's not just a just a Friday, show up and do it on Friday deal. They 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 show up through the week and and uh, you know Monday Monday through Thursday is a pretty tough work week for them yeah. you know on on the daily through for the long course of the of the year and during the summer they they really sell out for us so it, it just you know it's a fun thing to you know to be a part of right now. Well, next week it'll be a rematch. You had a great game with Richmond earlier in the year. You score, put a good drive together late in the game to come from behind and win that game. And the Spartans knocked off a good making team tonight, so they'll come to. Uh, come to uh, Higginsville for a rematch next Friday night. Absolutely. Coach Purcell's got a, got a great group over there and, you know, and they, they work extremely hard as well and, you know, it was it was quite a ball game that first time and, and we just, you know, we just look forward for the for the opportunity to play another week and, uh, and you know, we know they will they will prepare hard and, and we're going to do the same and it's just a good conference battle uh, and it's, it's just a, a, a big deal that it's, it's within our conference plan for a district championship. Well, Steve, congratulations. You're 10-0, and 0, like I say, 5-0 and 0 in the MRVC East, the undefeated conference champ. So give us a buzz next Friday night. We'll have one more show, and we'll talk about that Husker-Spartan battle next week. Will do, Joe. Thanks for, thanks for all you guys do. It's our pleasure, Steve. Thanks. All right, that's Steve Cook, head coach of the Higginsville Huskers. Let's stop the clock back in just a minute. The Woodshed family is working hard for you. Hi, I'm Sharona with Woodshed. We supply all your building, appliance, and do-it-yourself needs. From rental equipment to paint or any home remodel or construction project, we have you covered. May the high school teams work with the same spirit throughout the season. Woodshed Lumber and Hardware Supply in Carrollton, Richmond, and Concordia. 
What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because truthfully, they don't like it either. Family owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. I want everyone in America to know who we are. 103.9 KRLI Multibend. You're in Curly Country. Thank you. We're going to go play another song because we like music. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Well, tonight, uh, a battle in Monroe City. The Monroe City Panthers, the number one ranked team all year long in Class 1. They're the real deal. They beat Westrand 58-18. And I appreciate Tyler Tanner, the offensive coordinator from Westrand, giving us a call. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with Coach Tanner. I'm with Tyler Tanner from Westrand. And what a, a tough night you all ran into the weather and a, and a buzzsaw in Monroe City. 58-18 loss. Let's talk a little about the game. Yeah, so obviously Monroe is very good at what they do. They're well coached. They uh, they execute very well. They're they're like a well old machine. And uh, I didn't feel like we came out uh, any different against them than we would anybody else. I felt like we came out uh, prepared, ready to go. Um, they ended up obviously pulling away even there early. It started off twenty eight to nothing. We kind of put a long drive there together at the end of the half. Uh, it was like an eight-minute drive, so that was nice. Punch one in there late, 28-6 to six going into half. And then we kind of ended up trading scores, get to 18 to, I don't remember, I think it ended up 18 to 40-something was about the closest we got, or 18 to 30-something was as close as we got. And then they ended up pulling away. I mean, they're a good ball team. Uh, tough defense, very fast defense, very old team. Uh, and and you, know, you got to tip your hat to them because they're, they're number one team in the state for a reason. And we couldn't agree more, but uh, you have a young team. You've had some health problems this year. Let's talk about your kids now. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we had some health problems and stuff, but that's part of football, and that's, that's part of athletics. you got to overcome that adversity and next man up type of mentality uh, at times with it, that. But, you know, we uh, we do have some young kids, sophomore uh, class, and we got a lot of sophomores running around out there with a good mix of juniors, and I – we had really four seniors that 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 played um brennan was hurt from week three on uh kind of went through a stretch where he couldn't play and then we had roland blake and langdon uh as, as our as our seniors that were out there and you know they have good leadership there's just not enough of them there's only four of them and you know you can't thank those guys enough uh, for the leadership and, and the guidance that they provide to our younger guys, uh, our juniors and our sophomores and and our freshmen and, and, and just that that group. Uh, I thought it was a good group um, and, 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 you know, again, led by that senior class. Uh, they're a good group of kids, man, and they will absolutely be missed on this team. And we look forward to next year because, like you said, you brought up the names of several of these young kids throughout the year, so they're making an impression already. So it sounds like that you have the components to put together another great run for next year. You know, 
I think every year you go into it thinking that, uh, and this year, next year will be no different. We're we're going to have that mentality of hey, we have a lot of experience coming back. We have a lot of key pieces coming back. We've got very good ball players coming back. And I'm going to tell you what, I felt like this team made more strides throughout the season than I had seen any team at West Strand in my eight years here do. I mean, from where we started and just trying to figure each other out and trying to put guys in the right position. And then once we started kind of getting that rolling, uh, there was a little bit of confidence going down. And, you know, we we lost three games in conference by a total of 14 points. So, I mean, and, and you know, it was kind of a little bit of an old conference at times, too. You know, Harrisburg had quite a, quite a few seniors. Marceline had quite a few. Faye had quite a few. So, you know, we're kind of looking around going, hey, you know, we're, we kind of like where we're heading into uh, within the conference for next year, hopefully able to compete at a high level and, uh, you know, maybe another year of all-season work and, and the weight room will really help us uh, get kind of where we want to be. Yeah, and you're talking about uh, some conferences there that those teams kicked off the season 3-0, and 4-0, and zero, were beating everybody convincingly. So, yeah, you've played a tremendous hard schedule and you've been competitive all year and we really we wonder how does coach Tyler Tanner feel at the end of a football season how, how does your personality uh, you know there's optimism um, and positive man I mean once, once the season's over you, you appreciate the guys that you spent so much time with I mean I taught these seniors in 7th grade and I followed them from seventh to eighth, and then eighth high school. So I've been around these guys for six years. So they're very partial and very dear to me. Um, but yeah, a lot of optimism. I can tell you, there's a lot of exhaustion. Uh, I was telling, telling my mom the other day. I said, "There's nothing like end of the season exhaustion." She's she's a kindergarten teacher, and she was. So we were kind of going back and forth on that. But I mean, really, you know, you're, you're exhausted mentally and physically, and football is a long hard grind but gosh dog it uh, you love it so much and you're just so optimistic and excited for next year even i mean this is the last game of the season tonight and i'm already ready for next year so i mean there's there's just a mix of emotions um, i think that overall it's a positive outlook for the season to come and, and just a group of young men that we have i cannot tell you how lucky we are to have the group of young men that we have they're very nice they're very personable very respectful young men and they work hard and we love to hear that because that's exactly the kind of men we're trying to make with senior, with high school football. And we love it when coaches like you talk this way because this is how we get to where we want to be with all these high school kids. We want them to learn respect, discipline, and common sense. And, and you guys teach them, and we can't appreciate that from you guys enough. Thank you very much for your service, bud. And... This is our last throw of the year, so we hope to hear from you next fall when football kicks off there at West Rand. Oh, absolutely. You know, we Coach O'Loughlin usually has to remind me to call because after games, man, I'm all over the place. But uh, he does a pretty good job of reminding me to call, and I'll call. And So, yeah, uh, I've got to do a better job of that on my own. Uh, so hopefully next year I'll make a stride in the right direction. Now you take care of those kids, and the rest will take care of itself, sir. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Love those kids, love this team, and uh, I am looking forward to what this group does. All right. Tyler Tanner with West Grand. Uh, a, a disappointment. 58-18 lost to Monroe City. 
but a great season and we'll talk to you next year bud thank you uh, absolutely hey and thanks for all the coverage you guys for high school sports i think i think donnie's trying to start vacation a little early we're <laughs> we're gonna have one more show folks we'll have one more show so don't 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 give up on us tonight we'll, we'll have one more it'll be district championship game next week it'll be semifinal game in class eight-man football let's look at some of the eight-man scores we have from tonight again this was this was quarterfinal night tonight in eight-man football in district two st paul got a forfeit over knox county knox county decided not to come down if they were short players or what but ended up forfeiting to st paul 13 to nothing schuyler county goes on the road and beats santa fe 44 to 24 so another rivalry game It'll be Schuyler County at St. Paul next Friday night. Uh, you heard from both uh, David Stuckey and J.K. Basie. North Shelby beats Concordia tonight, 50-30. to 30. The other game on that side of the bracket saw Sweet Springs. Coach Jeff Holtzman's bunch beats Norburn Harden Central, 22-8. to 8. So Sweet Springs will make the trek up to North Shelby next Friday night in that district. So it's St. Paul, Schuyler County, North Shelby, and Sweet Springs, the final four in that district. In District 3, you heard from Kirk Thacker a minute ago. Oreg beats DeKalb, 48-12. to 12. Stewartsville goes into Brainerd, gets an upset win. Stewartsville wins at 48 to 34. So Stewartsville will travel to Oric next Friday night. It was St. Joe LeBlanc in the bottom half of the bracket, shutting out St. Joe Christian 40 to nothing. In the other game, another shutout. King City shuts out Pattonsburg 58 to nothing. So King City will go to St. Joe LeBlanc. So you've got Oric, Stewartsville, LeBlanc, and King City, the last four in that district. Down in District 4, it was North Andrew beating Stanbury 60 to 22. Tarkio knocks off Albany. Good game there, 28 to 20. Worth County beats Rockport 52 to nothing. I have to check. I don't have a score on the South Holt South Nottaway game, but I know that Tarkio will go to North Andrew next week. So that's what we have in eight-man football. Let me go back and I'll check, check, check. Excuse me, check. Uh, class one here in just a minute. We'll run those scores here in just a minute. But how about East Buchanan? East Bucks, a perfect, uh, they're perfect 10 and 0 right now, or perfect 11 and 0 right now as they win their 11th game of the year. They shut out Penny of Hamilton tonight, 40 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with uh, East Buchanan assistant coach Adam Lewis. I'm with Adam Lewis, coach of East Buchanan, and East Buck took on a pretty good Penny team tonight, but came away with a 40 to nothing shutout. Let's talk a little bit about your game tonight. So um, obviously everyone's dealing with this nasty weather tonight. So you know our kids, our kids came out pretty energetic. You know we weren't sure how they're going to handle. We didn't have school today, you know, but they came out ready to play, ready to have some fun in the mud. Um, you know, so so that you know that was a good start for us, and the fact that they were in the right mentality. So we kicked off the the penny to start the game. Um, we forced them to punt and actually punt the ball off of an up back. Um, and then Carson White, our senior defensive end, caught it off there and took it in for a touchdown. So that, that was a nice play. We uh, kick it back off to them. And I think like three plays later, we forced a fumble, and Trevor Klein returns it for a touchdown. So we're up 14 nothing without our offense even stepping on the field. So that was a nice start that way. Then it was a lot of, a lot of a, not a whole lot of offense, honestly. Uh, neither team seemed to be able to move the ball a whole lot. Um, we had two big plays by Trevor Klein. You know, he was able to kind of find a hole and score on two long touchdowns. But if it wasn't for those two big plays, we didn't have a whole lot going in the first half. So that put us up 20. 
how much did the mud affect you in this first half? Was it was it a mud thing or just continuity? I, you know, I think it was a, you know a little bit of both. You know, we we weren't able to get our footing, especially offensively. We couldn't get our our footing, and, and I'll give a lot of credit to Penny. They uh, their front four on defense is good. You know, they're big physical kids. You know, they they make us earn it. A combination of of those Penny kids firing off the ball and hitting our kids quick and hard and us not being able to get good footing. That was that was the biggest problem, I think. So when you went into halftime, what did you tell them? You know, we just got to keep it up. You know, the, the rain started letting up a little bit right before half, so we were hoping that it would open up our playbook a little more, letting us maybe throw it a little bit. But we, we just got to secure this and try to try to get this night over with quickly. You know, try to get that running clock. And, you know, just, just finish the game. You know, finish healthy, get out of the cold. You know, that, that was our main message. Just continue to play well and, and, and let's put it into the game. Okay. And I'm guessing toward the end, Penny kind of got a little careless, taking too many chances, trying to get back in this game, and you all took some advantage of that? You know, um, we did. We had a, a late scoop and score. Uh, one of our junior defensive linemen picked up a, a loose ball um, and returned it for a touchdown, but it was pulled back because of a block in the back, and we ended up going down and scoring anyways on that drive with just eight more time, which was nice. But, you know, they, they – Penny really didn't make – I wouldn't say made mistakes. They they were just like us. They couldn't run the ball a whole lot. And with the rain, it made passing really difficult. So, you know, I, I give them credit. They they stuck to what they knew they they did and well, and they tried to do it. And, you know, like I said, we didn't even run the ball well this week, so – they weren't able to find any success either. Well, congratulations on a on a great win, and uh, now comes the second game of the year, the most important game. You get to host Mid Buck next week. That that is true. We we get to play them. I think it's the eighth time in four years. So, you know, we always know that we're going to get them twice a year, and they're both going to be really important games. One of them's usually for a conference championship, and the other one's for a district championship. So. You know, they they did about the same thing to North Platte that we did to Finney this week. So, you know, they've got things moving in the right direction. They've, I'm sure they're going to have some corrections from what our first game. But, you know, we know that Coach Fritz is going to put a good game plan together and we're going to have to, you know, give it our all to, to continue making steps towards our ultimate goal again. Absolutely. And did you get through tonight healthy and are you pretty much healthy as a group? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had some, you know, some pieces get lost injury. We've had three three pretty major injuries this year. We've had two kids blow out their ACL and a kid really tore up his shoulder. Uh, but, they, you know, they were special team pieces. So those, those are always hard regardless of the impact that they make on every down. But, you know, those kids were ones that ran down on kickoffs and covered and things like that. So, you know, we've lost some, some pieces, but nothing, nothing major. Um, and, and we've managed to stay relatively healthy. All right. Let's pray it stays that way because you're going to need everybody next week, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. All right. Thank you. Adam Lewis, East Buchanan, soundly defeats Penny tonight, 40 to nothing. And we're all looking forward to that rematch with East Buchanan or with Midbuck to uh, settle the district championship. And good luck next week. And we hope, to, I guess we won't be here next week. So this is our farewell 
up of your show tonight. It was great of you to call all year and keep us up to date on mid buck on East Bucky football and we hope to hear from you next season. I appreciate your coverage all year and thank you for all you do for high school football in Missouri. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you now. All right, have a good night. Good night. Okay, that's that's Adam Lewis, assistant coach of East Buchanan and uh he and Donnie King talking it over. East Buchanan will play Buck uh, Midbuck next week, and that should be a great game. Anytime those two teams play, it is a great game. And hey, we said the Higginsville Huskers, the Huskers win tonight. They continue a perfect year. They beat Lawson forty-six to nothing. And right now, got Caleb Crawford on the line tonight. And Caleb, hey, appreciate you hanging on the line. I know you're tired tonight, but boy, you knew going into Higginsville, this is going to be a tough game and uh, not the best conditions. But I'm sure your kids battled. Caleb, can you hear me okay? Caleb? I think we'd still have we'd have Coach Crawford on line one. I think he should be on, on one of the lines there. Coach, can you hear me? Well, let's take a real quick timeout. We'll see if we can get him back on. Be right back in just a minute. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company, 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. Is your family growing, or can you now afford that property you've always wanted? Or maybe it's time to downsize. No matter what the reason, the Community Realty Team is ready to lend a hand as part of the community. They've earned the name Community Realty. Give them a call. They're happy to discuss the business of selling or buying property. Community Realty of Richmond, proud to support the Richmond Spartans. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay. Okay, I think we've got, I think we've got, we've got Coach Crawford. I think we've got him back on line one. Hello, Caleb. Hey. Hey, be sure you still. Sorry, I don't know where your phones are playing games with. It's too close uh, to Halloween, I think. Yeah, I know that's right. Hey, hey, you guys, you knew going down to Higginsville, we're talking with Caleb Crawford, head coach of Lawson. And Caleb, you knew it was going to be a tough battle. You go down and play the Huskers, but sounds like your kids battled. Well, I'm extremely proud of that, Joe. I mean, I we, we came out and we embraced the weather. Uh, we flew around. You know, we, we were able to do some things. We, we kicked off to them to start. He popped up a little kick there and recovered a semi-onside kick there and, and got and went on offense. And we're able to move the ball down into what would have been normally field goal territory, but couldn't. Obviously, that wasn't an option tonight. Um, and then we were able to really kind of stop them on a few drives. Our kids were just playing so hard and they were running the ball. And they, I was just really proud of that. They went into this game, um, you know, knowing that if they'd have to play absolutely perfect, they have a shot at it, and, and they were trying their best early. And, and, uh, you know, then we started turning it over in the weather, and, and that's an easy thing to do. And it was really a lot of turnovers early, and, and they were able to clean it up and find another gear, and, and we just weren't. Um, we, we expended all of our energy there at the beginning. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you you can only hold back the, the water for so long, and you hope a couple bounces go your way and you take advantage of them. But 
we like to throw the ball through the air. Yeah. Um, and that that was not an option tonight <laughs> um, at all. And uh, so that really limited us. And uh, we're, we're a balanced team, but we could not be balanced tonight. They, they run the ball so well, and they throw the ball so well. And, and when they lost the passing game, they, they had a great running game to depend on. And those big guys just uh, made hay up front, and, and it was something that we could answer. But our kids gave absolutely tremendous effort. Um, they, they weren't intimidated. They weren't anything like that. They were just ready to go out there and play. And, and that's the way you got to play in these games. You can't go into them with a, uh, a losing mentality. you got to go into them with a winning mentality and play your hardest and, and see what happens, even though you may not have a very good chance of winning. You still got to act like it. Well, and you know, you did what you have to do. Sometimes when you're an underdog, you got to kind of pull out a bag of tricks. And sound like you tried to do that early on with that that short kick to start the game and put a good drive together. So sound like sounded like you had the kids ready to try to to get off to a good start. Well, we we had a number of trick plays that we were we were using this week. I don't know trick plays or misdirections and things like that. That it just just really didn't work in what we were trying to do, and we we couldn't get the. Uh, couldn't get footing that we needed to do with them, but we knew we had to give them some things that they hadn't seen yet. Um, we did a little bit of that, um, had some success with double motions and stuff, but um, they're just so athletic and they're so well coached. Um, you know, they they make adjustments on the fly and they're just they're just really smart football players. I, they, they're the entire package. I mean, they're everything, talent, size, you know, um, experience, all of that, and and. Uh, you know, they really showed it tonight. They did a tremendous job. Well, we're going to talk about your team here in just a minute. But, you know, I know you had a real young team last year. You've still got a lot of younger players. But you got to say goodbye to some pretty good seniors, too, don't you? Yeah, we do. And, I mean, we were 3-8 and eight last year, and we're 7-4 and four this year. Uh, I mean, I can't I can't tell tell you how proud I am of this team, and uh, especially these seniors. And we've got a lot of great leadership at our junior level in our sophomore level and we've got some freshmen that are starting to figure that out as, as well including a big old six foot five one but um yeah we're really proud of of all of them you know they're really coming along here and kind of figuring this stuff out and our seniors um you know they, they didn't get have a whole lot of credit going into this season and, and you know they they were a group that just took lumps last year and, and they just said you know what we're gonna we're gonna do better we're gonna make it better and, I mean, that's a testament to the kids. You know, we didn't do anything as coaches. Those kids went out there and really lead, uh, led by example. They really fought every day in practice and made, made our practices super competitive, which makes our teams better. Um, you know, all 64 of our kids uh, followed those seniors and our other leaders, and I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I'm going to miss them because um, I'm so proud how they kind of put us back on this, this rise and, you know, through a lot of tough uh, adversity last year and, and this year included. They persevered through it, and that's just—I couldn't be more proud of them. Well, and you wind up in third place in that tough KCI conference. Wind up five and two, and you mentioned this—you're seven and four on the year. But what makes that even more impressive? Your four losses: two to Higginsville, one to Mid Buchanan, one to East Buchanan. I think those three teams have one loss among all three of them. So, I mean, you—your losses were to real heavyweights, weren't they? Yeah, and that's—I mean, we love our schedule. We absolutely love our schedule. It, it definitely makes us tougher. We want to be in as many of these moments as possible and playing in these games because it shows you um, where you need to go and it shows you what you need to do. And uh, this will be a great one. Uh, we're already using this to justify our, all the hard work that we're going to put in the off season, all the calories we're going to eat, and all the weights we're going to lift because uh, that's what we want to be, and we can be that. It's just going to take a great off-season work, and we love our non-con, and obviously playing in the KCI is one of the toughest conferences, especially at our level in the, in the state of Missouri. So, um, yeah, we're really pleased with the season, really 
pleased with uh, how we played this year, and uh, we got to get better, and we will. Well, and I know I talked to Drew, who broadcasts the game. He covers all the Higginsville games. He said your son Brogan got in the game, the quarterback, late in the game. And I know, I know he's a he's a big lad, a young. Is he a freshman or a sophomore this year? He's a freshman. He's a freshman. I thought he was. You got to be proud of him. Well, I am. It's you know, it's always a joy coaching your son. Um, you know, especially you know a character kid like Brogan, but. You know, all those kids, that whole freshman group is phenomenal. They're just a great bunch of kids, great athletes in there, great linemen in there. Um, you know, you mix that with, you know, our sophomores and juniors right now and, and really our seventh grade and eighth grade, very good, very good. And um, we're really just excited to see all those kids grow and mature and, and learn how to be leaders and, and get in the weight room and get on the buffet. And I mean, they're going to be – we've got really, really, really good groups coming. And um, I'm just so proud of this year's team uh, kind of setting the tone for where we're going. And, and you know, the, the sky's the limit really with this group. And a lot of that has to do with the seniors this year and this year's team. Well, and your son Brogan will always be special to us because my wife Candy kept him in our in our back room. He in, had a daycare back there, and he was in there for several years, and we got very close to him. And Caleb, very close to you and your mom and dad, Wayne and Marilyn, your sister Katie. I thank the world of all you guys. And, hey, I appreciate you calling. And, and mom and dad doing okay? They're doing fantastic. Dad was sitting in the truck watching the game tonight. Okay, well, tell them hi for me. And, hey, I, I miss miss talking to you on Friday nights, but you're always a very faithful caller. Good job this year, like I say. Wind up 7-4, third in that tough KCI conference. And you have a good off season. I hope to talk to you real soon. We'll do it, Joe. We'll give you a call. Appreciate okay. you. All right, Caleb, we'll see you. All right, that's Caleb Crawford, head coach of the Lawson Cardinals. Let's take a quick timeout back right after this. Consumers Oil and Supply Company in Bramer and now in Trenton are proud to support high school activities, working with farmers, ranchers, and residents, providing all your feed, agronomy, farm supply, LP, and fuel. Consumers Oil and Supply Company, serving the area for over 90 years at two locations, Bramer and Trenton. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. Okay, that was bad. Don't joke around with your finances. Trust Goppert Financial Bank for all of your banking needs. Get started today at GoppertFB.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, let's take a look at some of the scores. I think we've had some games pushed back to tomorrow. I know the Cole Camp-Fayette game was pushed back to tomorrow. That game will be played in Cole Camp. I'm thinking the other game in that district, South Callaway at Lincoln, also pushed back. So those games will be tomorrow. And I'm guessing also Windsor at Butler and Sherwood at Archie also might be tomorrow games. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just guessing. Uh, but I do know the Fayette Cold Camp game has definitely been postponed. In Class 1, District 6, Monroe City beats Westrand 58 to 18. It was South Shelby 42 to 8 over Highland. So South Shelby will travel to Monroe City next Friday night for district championship. District 7, Gallatin beats Brookfield 42 to 6. Putnam County shuts out Milan 26 nothing. Going to hear from both coaches in that game here in just a minute. So Putnam County, those two teams, Putnam County and Gallatin, had a good matchup the first time around. Putnam County will go to 
you Gallatin again next Friday night for district championship. District eight, you've just heard from those coaches. East Buchanan knocks off Penny of Hamilton forty to nothing. Mid Buchanan beats North Platte forty one to six. So Midbuck will travel to East Buck next week. That's all you have to say about that game. That'll be that'll be a, a whale of a football game next Friday night up in Gower. Over in District or Class 2, Blair Oaks in District 2, no doubt they're for real. They beat North Callaway 71-14. to The other game, kind of an upset, is St. Francis Borgia knocks off Herman 40-21. to Borgia will be at Blair Oaks next Friday night. Down in District 6, Pembroke Hill beats St. Michael tonight. 26 to nothing. I'm wondering if maybe the Holden Hogan prep game has not been pushed back to tomorrow. I know David Diener, head coach of Holden, always calls us. I don't think David has called tonight, so I'm guessing maybe that game was pushed back, but I don't know. In Class 2, District 7, Bowling Green, they're another outstanding team. They they beat to Clark County tonight, 67 to 6. Hallsville gets a shutout win over number two seeded Centralia. Hallsville wins at 22 to 8, so Hallsville will go to Bowling Green for district championship next week. In District 8, Higginsville shuts out Lawson 46 to nothing. Just heard from Coach uh, Steve Cook a minute ago. And Richmond, you heard from Coach Nick Purcell also. They beat Macon 18 to 6. So Richmond will have a rematch with Higginsville next Friday night in Higginsville for a district championship. In uh, Class 3, Class 3, District 5, Southern Boone falls to Moberly. Moberly squeaks by Southern Boone 21 to 20. Booneville goes on the road and knocks off Mexico 27 to 13. So in District 5, it'll be Booneville heading to Moberly for a district championship game next week. In District 6, Clinton falls to Schooley Osage. We talked about Osage. They've got hotter as the year's gone on. Osage beats Clinton 47 to 6. They'll play the winner of the Reed Springs Cassville game. I don't have a final on that yet. Oak Grove tonight, they fall to Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill, only one loss on the year. Pleasant Hill knocks off Oak Grove 53 to 24. The other game in that district will be played tomorrow afternoon, and you can watch that on midvid.com. It'll be the Odessa Bulldogs going into Kansas City to take on University Academy. The winner of that game will play Pleasant Hill at P Hill next week for a district championship. Class 3 District 8, Maryville beats St. Pius 38 to 21 tonight. Savannah knocks off Chillicothe 42 to 7. Going to hear from Coach Chad Smith of Chillicothe in just a minute. So it'll be a rematch Savannah against Maryville. Remember Maryville beat Savannah here a couple weeks ago to force that three-way tie for the conference championship. St. Pius or uh, force that tie between Maryville and Savannah. So Maryville and Savannah both tie for the the uh, uh, Midland Empire Conference Championship. They will play each other for district championship next week. In Class 4, it was Hannibal in District 5 beating Warrington 62-7. to Jeff City, the Jays, beat Kirksville 43-21. to So <clears throat> Jeff City will go to Hannibal for a rematch. Hannibal won the first match early in the season over Jeff, but Jeff goes back to Hannibal next Friday night for district title. District 6, West Plains beats Monette 35-13. It was Bolivar over McDonald County 21-7. Districts, so it'll be West Plains and Bolivar for district title next week. District 7, center. Uh, the center Yellow Jackets remain unbeaten. Coach DeLong called us earlier. They beat Carl Junction 33-6. to And Nevada knocks off Lincoln Prep 43-7. to So Nevada will go to Kansas City Center next week. And here will be a great one next week. Kearney and Smithville both win. Kearney beats Excelsior Springs 63-22. to Smithville shuts out Van Horn 32 to nothing. So Smithville heads to Kearney. I think that game, if I'm not mistaken, maybe ended up like 
it's like a one-touchdown game, Smithville and Kearney. I'll check that final in just a minute. But one of the teams we talked about, Putnam County, the Midgets, they get a nice 26 to nothing win over Milan with that win tonight. Uh, they move their record. Putnam County moves their record to 9-2 and two under first-year head coach Adam Hughes. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with Coach Hughes. And I'd like to welcome Adam Hughes from Putnam County to the fifth quarter show. And you guys did a great job. You shut out a, a really good Milan team tonight, 26 to nothing. Let's talk about how you manage that in this miserable weather. You know, the, our defense played really, really well. Um, they forced some turnovers. Um, you know, Milan started a freshman quarterback tonight, and um, we were able to cause some issues and cause some problems with some exchanges and stuff like that. And we pride ourselves, and one of our goals every week is to be the most physical football team. And um, I feel like we were definitely that tonight, and that played a big part in it. All right. Let's um, talk about your kids tonight. They, it, we, we don't know a lot about Putnam County football. Uh, who leads your team and, and, and who really contributes for you? We've, we're led by, uh, we got two running backs that are both over 1,000 yards on the season. Uh, Blaine Perkins has, going into tonight, he had over 1,300 yards. And uh, according to what some of the other radio stations said when I did an interview to them, that they had like 136 or 140 yards rushing and a touchdown tonight. Um, and then he's, our, he's kind of our tailback, our outside runner. Um, and when teams kind of try to take him away, then we have our fullback, which is Chase Tomlin. He had uh, 170 yards tonight rushing um, and two touchdowns, two real long touchdown runs. So those two guys make it work. And then our quarterback does a good job. And, you know, then you can't forget about that old, the old line guys up front that are able to make the holes and make, make plays happen for us. Yeah, that's it. Line play just pretty much gets everybody. That's how you win championships. Offensively and defensively is what your line do, it seems like. Now that football season's over, or now that this game's over, you're looking ahead to a really good Gallatin team. I sure hope you get better weather to play them in than tonight. I, I hope so, but they told me tonight, looking ahead, it looks like it's supposed to be like, thir like 38 or 40 and snowing. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into November weather now, so we're going to be able to bundle up and go play football, though. Well, maybe you'll at least get a chance to practice in the mud. It won't be a day before the game situation and you yeah well luckily for us we have turf so we're able so it was it was a nice night at least the, the playing surface was nice tonight uh, a little slick but it definitely was much nicer than but you know we'll go up to we'll travel up to Galton and I'm sure that I'm sure their field got a little tore up tonight in that game but I bet they do a real good job of getting it back and making it a good I'm sure they'll have it ready to play and uh we sure hope that uh, you have a lot of success. We won't be here next weekend for the call. This is our final game. We wish you success throughout the rest of the playoffs. We we hope to listen to you for a, for a state playoff game this year. You guys are doing pretty well, and, and we hope you continue to do that. Well, thank you. So we, if we can continue to put you know keep putting things together the right direction, then good things will happen for us. So right now we're just concentrating on enjoying the win tonight, and then we'll start working on Gallatin tomorrow morning and be ready to go for them. Well, we want to thank you, Adam. You've called all year and kept us up on Putnam County football. We wish you all the success, and thank you, sir, for calling the Fifth Quarter Show and, and talking Putnam County football. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. Okay, that's Coach Adam Hughes, head coach of the uh, Putnam County Midgets. So they win tonight. They beat Milan for the second time, 26 to nothing. And 
Putnam County now has a record of nine and two. They wind up in third place in that uh, Grand River Conference. And again, they'll play next week. They'll play Gallatin, be a rematch. Those two teams played. And I looked up that score earlier when those two teams played last time. Gallatin, let's see if I can find that again. Uh, Gallatin beat Putnam County 35 to 20. So a pretty good game right there. Well, the uh, let's hear the other side of the story now. Milan again falls to. Uh, Putnam County 26 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with Milan head coach Mark Cole. All right, I'm with head coach Mark Cole from Milan, and uh, they took a really tough loss tonight against a, a very, very good Putnam County team, 26 to nothing over Milan. And uh, I understand we uh, talked to Putnam County earlier, and you played on turf, so the weather wasn't as effect as restrictive as it would have been if you'd played at home in the muck and mire tell us about the game well um you know it was a just miserable conditions as as most people experienced you know wind blowing sideways and a and a, and a pretty heavy steady rain coming um so it, it just made it tough um we knew that we, we had to generate some big plays and um with our young offensive line we knew that we had to uh, probably throw the ball a little bit because they were going to control the line of scrimmage and conditions just really didn't allow us to throw the ball like we needed to and uh, we did do a good job running the ball and 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 kind of shortened the game a little bit and i felt like our defense played good enough early um they just wore us down and we had a couple of turnovers and when they put the ball on the carpet we weren't around to fall on it it's just one of the things where if you're going to pull an upset or you're going to win games in these conditions this time of year you better have um, you better have enough guys up front to control the scrimmage, and you better make some plays. And we just came up a little bit short in both of those areas. But you know, my kids fought hard. Um, they played hard. We went there with a, with a game plan, and 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 um, we did that. And they um, they they showed up and they played. And I'm so proud of the way they prepared themselves to go play uh, a, a good team and and fought the conditions. And um, even though we came up short, I'm, I'm super proud of them. Let's talk a little about your team. Are are you kind of heavy on seniors, or is it pretty thin this year? And and do you have a young class to look forward to? We had um, we had seven seniors um, that that came out for us, um, and and really bought into what I what I wanted to do, and and they believed in me and and what we were trying to sell. And um, I just cannot thank those seniors enough. They really helped us set the tone for the way things are going to be with with us here under me and in the future um by the end of the season we had enough injuries that we really only had three seniors playing for us um the last couple weeks really um you know um so that that being said we were a young team uh we had one senior on the on the offensive line the last three weeks of the season garrett mosley um senior kid great young man really bought into what i wanted to do uh, understood how to bring the physicality and the intensity along the offensive line and, and led uh, a group of really young kids. And I, I, Garrett just did an outstanding job of being the guy that we had to run behind probably 90% of the time. Um, but, but after Garrett, we were freshmen and sophomores and one junior up front. So really, really thin there. Um, but kids coming back to the future that got a, a load of great experience, um, super young in the skill player positions in the backfield. Tonight, I started a freshman quarterback in, in Hunter Reed, and, and I think the, the upside for Hunter is um, is, is huge. And uh, Ahmet Niasi and, and Carlos Cato are, are going to be coming back for us in the backfield, and we're graduating a couple of wide receivers uh, at senior, seniors at wide receiver, and 
and Jeremy Bennett and, and Grayson uh, Smith. But, um, you know, just uh, like I said, a great group of seniors that made my transition into what I wanted to do very easy and, and led our young team and that uh, they responded to their leadership. And, um, you know, I, I think the future's bright for us if we can turn this season into something uh, profitable fruits in the future. Well, we know the way you all started the season, it looked like you were going to be something to, to deal with. And I think Mother Nature turned the, the deal on you guys tonight because you're right. I think the matchup was great of a, a running physical football team like Putnam County against your spread offense would have been a great game on any other night except tonight. And uh, I do want to appreciate how much you've called this year to the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show and kept us abreast of Milan football. It, it's unfortunately a 26 nothing loss to Putnam County tonight, but you've got a lot to look forward to. Now, is there going to be a break, or is it next year's football right now? Well, we'll take a week off. You know, I, physically and mentally, I've got to take a week off, you know, myself. Um, but and, and, and the kids are, you know, they're going to take a week off and, and kind of decompress and heal their bodies up from a long season, or they're going to get right into basketball. We won't start really pushing too hard for the for next year's football season until uh, probably at least a week, if not two. Um, but we've already talked about it. We talked about it on our on our in our post game huddle on the field. You know, as we're standing there soaking wet, freezing to death, we took a little bit of time to talk about the fact that. Um, the ceiling's high for us, and with the guys that we have returning, we can be a great, great football team um, next year and in the future. But it starts in the weight room. And, and the thing that cost us this year was the fact that we just simply weren't big enough and we weren't strong enough, especially in the trenches. And uh, I challenged each and, one of the, each and every one of those young men that's coming back for us um, in either one of those capacities to just do a little bit more than they did this year in preparing their bodies in the winter and the spring you know, an extra day or two after school to get an extra lift in here and there, um, especially if you're not in a sport. Um, and, and those kids, re they, they'll respond. They, they love football enough, um, and they had a, they had enough taste of it this year and the success that we're, that we're capable of having that, that, that we'll get fired up right away, and uh, we'll start pumping out for, for, for the Wildcats for 2023 here pretty quick. Coach Mark Cole and... I agree. The kids have bought in, and that's the key to getting started. And now it's, like you said, conditioning and, and uh, educating. And we hope to hear from you next year. Uh, we love Milan football. We think there's a there's a unbelievable upside to it. So give us a ring next year, and we'll talk more Milan football. Sounds good. Can't wait. Uh, it'll be here before we know it, and we'll sure be, we'll sure be uh, looking forward to calling you. All right. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the calls all year. You bet. Thank you. Night. All right. Okay, that's Mark Cole, head coach of the Milan Ball Club. Appreciate Mark calling. Mark calls every week. They fell tonight, 26 to nothing to Putnam County. But Milan had a pretty good year. This was Mark's first year head coach down at Milan, and they wind up 6-5, and five, a winning year, 4-3 and three in that uh, tough Grand River Conference. They wind up in fourth place in the conference. So, Mark, appreciate the call. Well, the Macon Tigers, you heard from Coach Brad Draley, or from Coach, you're going to hear from Coach Brad Draley of Macon. You heard from Coach Nick Purcell of Richmond a few minutes ago, and Assistant Coach Brad Draley of Macon called in. Macon fell 18-6 to in a few minutes ago. Donnie talked it over with Coach Draley. I'm with Brad Draley from Macon, and... Uh... 
a real disappointment night, a, a gut-wrencher, an 18-6 to 6 loss to Richmond. The Spartans won that one. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how this game transpired for you. Uh, you know, it's transpired from the moment, you know, we decided to play it in this match. So, uh, you know, it was just sloppy. And, uh, you know, they're, they're running back 23. I uh, can't remember his name right off the bat, but, you know, kind of got out on us early and they scored. Uh, and, you know, we, we did some good things, but, uh, you know, defensively, but we just couldn't get the ball, you know, our offense rolling. But, uh, you know, our offense isn't designed to play in this type of weather. And, uh, you know, we, we made, we, we did some good things, but then, you know, unfortunately just couldn't get things going because just couldn't get kids moving. But, uh, you know, I was proud of the way the kids came out of the second half. They fought hard, uh, you know, really pushed push the envelope and gave it everything they got. But, you know, like I said, our offense is very explosive, but uh, we just, you know, we couldn't even grip the football and, you know, it was really hard to throw. And, you know, it, it, it just was a tough situation and, you know, a tough draw. But, uh you know, my hat's off to Richmond. They came out and did some good things early. And, uh, you know, but uh, once we got settled in, um, we were able to, you know, maintain and hold what we needed to do. Uh, you know, they got a safety on us late, uh, which made it 18-6. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it just was one of those things. And would love to be able to play this game when, uh, with no rain and on a dry field. Uh, I, I guarantee it would have – I believe it would have been a different outcome because – you know, even what we did do, um, it was very sloppy, but we still, you know, we threw the ball a little bit and, uh, you know, we were able to complete some stuff. And I would love to have been able to see us do that, you know, in dry weather. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm not going to not make any excuses. Like I said, hats off to Richmond. I wish them a back of luck. But, uh, you know, I just wish it could have been different circumstances. All right, Brad, let's uh, talk a little about your team. You you have some seniors going out. Uh, do you have some young talent coming? What do you think of your, your young team? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I took over this year, and, uh, you know, it was kind of tough early on. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, it, it was losing these kids is tough, but, you know, made, made my first year experience, you know, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that from them, um, you know, but we've got some guys there. we got some young guys coming up, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting ready and getting in the weight room and, you know, trying to figure some things out. Uh, you know, it started a little slow for our JV earliest year, but, uh, you know, once we were able to, you know, adjust uh, myself for practice, you know, not used to having to really focus on that too much because, you know, I've had coaches in that slot in years past, but, uh you know, once we got going, we finished year three and one, you know, on the back half of the year after starting 0-4. Um, and, uh, you know, the kids really started executing. And, you know, we were able to put some guys in the right spot. Um, you know, we still had some young kids playing, uh, you know. Um, but we just got to figure some things out. And, uh, you know, we'll do that. But, you know, really don't know what, you know, what the future will bring yet. But, you know, there's some kids there that if, if we put it together, I think we'd come out and, you know, compete week in and week out. Well, I'd say for a first-year coach, you did a whale of a job. You guys started off on fire, and and you really you finished the season. You were consistent all year, and that's what it's all about. You did a great uh, job. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to hang my head or, you know, hang my head or anything like that. Um, 
I just, like I said, I just wish we could have got these guys. Uh, I just wish we could have played this game in a little bit better circumstance. But, you know, like I said, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, kids fall hard. Uh, you know, just unfortunately, you know, a couple guys fall down, slip down. We just, you know, big plays kind of happen. But, uh, you know, all in all, um, you know, 18-6 ball game in this mess, you know, I guess guys can't really complain. But, uh, you know. But like I said, time to move on. I'm gonna take a couple weeks uh, to myself, and uh, and then we'll get the ball rolling, get ready for next year. There you go. That's what it's all about. Next yep. game up. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you again later. Brad Draley from making a tough, tough loss, 18 to six to Richmond tonight. And thanks for calling, Brad. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, you know, honest, I'd, I'd say go Tigers, but that doesn't apply anymore. Uh, I'll still say go Tigers. All right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Go Tigers. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you, Talk sir. You appreciate it. Bye. Now. Okay, it's Brad Draley. Appreciate him calling for making. That's a good ball game tonight, but Richmond wins it. The Spartans jump out to an 18 nothing lead. They hold on to win at 18 to 6. And don't forget, Richmond will be back at Higginsville next year. And Drew Tully's in here now. And Drew, had, I mean, that was a great game earlier in the year. Richmond leads late in the game. And the Huskers, I guess, drive the length of the field with about five minutes to go to get the win. So they'll. They'll tee it up again next week, so that should be a should be a dandy game. Well, the uh, Bramer Bobcats, a good season for the Bramer Bobcats. Really had one of the high most high powered offenses around. Uh, they run into a good Stewartsville. Stewartsville, a good running team, and of course, on a bad night, uh, running a running team normally has an advantage over the passing team. And Bramer likes to throw the ball. So tonight, Stewartsville wins at 48 to 24. Bramer winds up six and four on the year. But we appreciate. Uh, assistant coach Pate Croy of Bramer who calls us every week and Pate called a minute ago and talked with Donnie King. We're joining uh, Pate Croy from Bramer and a great game tonight. You just came up a little short. Uh, 48-34 loss to Stewartsville. Tell us how that game unfolded on this miserable night. <laughs> well, I mean, it was miserable for both teams, not just us, but uh, anytime you're a uh you're a run heavy or a pass heavy football team, you know, weather, rain, wind kind of plays a factor in that, but we knew that going into it and had to buckle down, but, uh, Stewartsville's good at running the football. They got a, a good little running back and, and, uh, we kind of set him on his heels a little bit. We, we ended up bringing it back. It was uh 12, 28 at half. And, uh, <clears throat> we ended up necking it back in the third quarter, 32 to 34. And, uh, you know, they just kind of walked away with two more touchdowns and that was kind of the end of it. They got to knee it out the end of the game so <clears throat> and like you say it, the weather does have an effect if you're if you're set up for speed it is tough if you can't just line up and bang heads with teams like Stewartsville because they, oh, they yeah. can do it yeah we told our kids you know you're gonna have to make short choppy steps whenever you make the cuts and you know we had to shorten the routes down and and uh you know Jordan Haley's a great quarterback and he did what he could with a wet heavy football tonight but just didn't work out for us now that things have come to an end, let's talk about your team. What a great bunch of kids you had this year, and, and you really, it, you know, it could have gone any way. Yeah, yeah, it was a great group of kids. Uh, I was I was an assistant coach here two years ago, and, uh, and, and you know, really thankful to, to get a comeback. And I had two great seniors, um, Ben Jordan and Ethan Weber. Ethan Weber's a Breckenridge kid. We co-op with them. Uh, great great kids work hard um leave it all out on the field and uh you know that they definitely showed that tonight and it, it was it was emotional i mean because you know we we kind of came back you know we've kind of brought brainer back you know we have six and six and four on the regular season losing tonight we have six and five total so 
you know, we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction, but we're not where we want to be yet. So I just told them guys, you know, they were part of the process going to get us to where we want to go. Well, let's talk about you have a pretty good young core for next year already. Yeah, like, yeah, we're only losing them two seniors. Uh, ben Jordan plays center, and Ethan Weber uh, plays linebacker for us as a D tackle. So really our whole offense is all all sophomores. We have uh, two junior wide receivers that, that go in there and work hard for us. But our main core is, is, is sophomores. So we're really, we're, we're really looking forward to next year. But, you know, we hate to see kids go. But, hey, if you're not – if you're not coaching football to graduate kids, then, then what are you in it for? So That's it. And it's all about making outstanding young men out of them. And, and you've done that. You, you really taught them discipline, respect, and order. And we, we're glad to be associated with Bramer football. We just wish the season didn't end this way. We'd like to follow you a little longer. And yeah. It's got to end sometime, though. So That's true. And uh, now it's it's... You do, do you take a time off, or is it all about next year already? Uh, you know, we, we told them we're still going to keep the weight, weight program going. Uh, you know, of course, they're going to transition over to basketball, but we're still going to keep our weight classes. And, you know, we got that new weight room down here. So, you know, we're going to get started and get rolling. So hopefully next year brings us some, brings us some luck, but definitely don't want to see the season go yet. <clears throat> Peg Croy from Bramer. Tough loss tonight, 48-34 to Stewartsville. Peg, we want to tell you how much we appreciate you calling every week and, and filling us in on Bramer football, and, and we hope next year you come back and, and give us a real talk, something to brag about coming out of Bramer. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll do a lot of bragging next year. We've got a young group of kids, they want to work hard, and, and they've seen what some, some little work does for some great success. So I think they're hungry for it, and I'll give you a call next year and let you know how we come out. Thank you, Peg, and you have a good night, man. Yep, thank you for all the coverage. I appreciate it. Pay Croy for Bramer Football. All right, that's uh, Bramer assistant coach Pay Croy. Pay, always appreciate the visit. Always a very faithful caller. And Bramer, one of the better years they've had in a while is uh, they wind up this year at 6-4 and four in a very high-powered offense. And I tell you, that quarterback, Jordan Haley, I hear a lot of talk about him. And I think he's what, a sophomore, I believe, this year. And he's... He's the real deal, so you're going to hear a lot more from him. And, that, and, and again, not a good night for Bramer. They like to throw the ball. And then, you know, at a night like this, is you see very few teams put a good passing attack together. Use the team that wins the battle up front is going to win a game like this. And then so, but Pake always appreciate the call. Well, the Chillicothe Hornets. Hornets wind up a good season this year. They come up short tonight, but they wind up a winning record six and five. They fall tonight as they fall to a very good Savannah team for the second time this year, 42-7. to And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with uh, Chillicothe head coach Chad Smith. Let's all give a hand to uh, Chad Smith from the Chillicothe Hornets. Traveled up to Savannah tonight and uh, ran into a good run team on a miserable rainy night. How'd this game uh, kind of look from your sideline? Just, uh, we had some trouble with some turnovers tonight and um, and Savannah's got a good team. We uh, we just didn't quite uh, get it done tonight. Um, I, I thought our boys played hard, but uh, Savannah's got a great team, and uh, we wish them the best of luck. Final score was forty-two to seven. Was it consistent all night? Uh, you just couldn't get going, or uh... yeah, just you know, we fumbled a kickoff and just had just had some things not go our way. Um, but uh, they, had, they had a very solid defense, and, and uh, they ran the ball well. We missed some open field tackles and uh, just, just some things like that that, that you can't do against a team like that. 
And so, uh, you know, just kind of how the night went. And it was miserable. It was hard to throw once we got behind and things like that. But uh, like I said, I thought, thought the boys fought hard and uh, tried to keep making a, a ball game. Well, let's talk about your boys a little. You uh, maybe didn't have this high of expectations at the start of the year in state polling and uh, you kind of got that whole thing together up there and, and turned it into quite an awesome football team. Yeah, yeah, we actually climbed into the, the rankings there, uh, got up to highest six at one point in the season, but um, it helped when we, when we were able to beat St. Pius. And, uh, the guys just kept, you know, that was, that was a big win for us because they were ranked second at the time. And, uh, and it gave us some confidence and helped us get on a on a, on a really good run. And uh, you know, we, we played we played Savannah a lot closer last time. Uh, you know, and I think maybe it helped a little bit with being at home and you know maybe the field conditions or whatever you want to say. But uh, this team ended up being a really tough team, and uh, I'm very proud of their efforts and, and proud of our coaching staff. Let's talk about some of the kids that got you here this year. Uh, who do you who, who who really turned into the the team leaders for you? Uh, you got Corbin Roddenberg on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's a you know all state linebacker from last year. Now he's led our team, um, has tons of heart, and also on, on the defense. Uh, you know Brock Miller was was outstanding, and then on the offensive side, uh, Griff Bonder was our was our uh, leader in the huddle. He's a quarterback. And, uh, he had a, he, I thought he had a really good year. And uh, Max Wagers, our, our uh, tight end, uh, he had several touchdowns. I mean, we threw a lot this year compared to other years. And, yeah, I think he got on the, the top ten list for our school and scored a whole bunch of touchdowns. And so, uh, you know, he's good. And then, and then our offensive line, we start three sophomores. Uh, you know, uh, Bo Smith, uh, right tackle had an outstanding year. I think he's one of the best tackles in the state. Uh, and then uh, Silas Midget, uh, sophomore, broke a 1,000 yards um, as uh, one of our running backs. And I thought he had, a, had an excellent season. He also, I think he's a sophomore. And I think he's one of the better uh, defensive ends in the state as well. So uh, have a lot of young guys coming back, but uh, we're, we lose a lot of uh, a lot of good senior leadership between between those guys, and there's some guys that I miss, you know, Isaiah Sprong and uh, Lucas Reynolds, and there's uh, the list goes on. But uh, uh, those guys all had, had good seasons. Does Chad Smith wind down a little bit, or are you already starting to schedule the weight room and work on a game plan for next year? Oh, it's constant. I did never never stop. Uh, we were already you're already working on next year. You know, during season, you know, you just got to, you know, manage your time and think about what kids are going to go where, and, you know, and, and you can't, it's hard to replace guys that are seniors that are that good, but you remember what they were like as freshmen. I mean, I haven't been, I've only been the head coach for two years here, but, you know, I remember a lot of these guys, you know, like Corbin Rodberg comes up to Coach Grammer after the game and says, hey, thanks for believing in me when I was younger. And, uh, you know, because he wasn't the, the biggest kid or as big as he is now. And, you know, we put him in as a sophomore and, he, you know, hit six, seven tackles a game. And, and, you know, and he turned into 
quite the ball player his last two years. So, you know, those guys got to start somewhere, and you, you don't ever give up on, on kids. You keep encouraging them and getting them through the weight room and doing the right things in the offseason. Well, you've sure shown the light on uh, Hornet football this year, and we're looking forward to next year. Uh, this young group of kids, they're going to be ready to play when you come out, and um, you're going to be a real terror up in that conference up there. Well, all right, that's, that's the plan. But uh, like, like I said, uh, these, uh, these senior guys, that uh, they can't, they lead the path for whatever comes down the road afterwards, so we really appreciate coaching those guys. But uh, anyway, well, thank you for having us on. Well, thank you for calling every week. We sure appreciate it, and, and we'll look forward to next season's fifth quarter show and you telling us about Chillicothe football. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Good night. Okay, that's Chad Smith, head coach of the Chillicothe Hornets. Again, the Hornets wind up a good year, 6-5, and five, but they fall tonight, last last game of the year for them. Very good Savannah team beats Chillicothe in Savannah tonight, 42-7. to seven. We'll look into the eight-man roster, the, the slate tonight. Uh, in District 2, it was St. Paul getting a forfeit over Knox County. Schuyler County beats Santa Fe 44-24. Concordia plays a good ball game, but they fall to North Shelby 50-30. One time it was a 36-30 game, and then North pulled away near the end. And Sweet Springs wins. The uh, Greyhounds knock off Norburn Harden Central 22-8. With that win, uh, Sweet Springs improves their record on the year. And I've got it right here in front of me. They move to 6-4, and four, so they're going to they're have a, assure themselves of a winning year. And a few minutes ago, Drew had a chance to talk it over with uh, Sweet Springs head coach, Jeff Holtzman. Now in the fifth quarter show, we have Jeff Holtzman, the head coach for Sweet Springs. And coach, tonight you take on Norburn Harden Central and you win 22-8. And I'm guessing the, the rain kind of slowed the offense down for both teams in that game like it did most games in the state. Yeah, it definitely affected both teams tonight. You know, we weren't able to do some of the things, you know, we have been doing. I had to change the game plan a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it definitely had an effect. Well, I know the, uh, the rain, like you said, would slow the offenses down, but defensively you guys had to play pretty well still to hold them just eight points. Yeah, I'm very pleased with how our, our defense played tonight. They played really hard, ran, had eight guys, you know, running to the ball and did a great job of tackling. And uh, pass coverage was very good tonight as well. And so overall, defensively, we, we played very well. On the flip side, how did you score those 22 points offensively? Uh, we scored on our first drive, I think it was, uh, and we got the ball inside the 10. They made a couple stops, and we were able to have a play-action pass. Uh, Blake Schrader connected with uh, Braden Nittmeyer in the corner of the end zone for a first score, and and then in the, they came back and got a score and went up 8-6. to six. That was at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, we put together a really good drive. Kate Hudson made some really nice runs, and then got us down there, and Blake Schrader was able to punch it in from one yard out. We will continue the season next week at North Shelby, and that's a program that Seth Bass had a lot of success with the last several years. Now Dave Stuckey slid in there and taking them to probably an even another level. They're really off to a good start and have carried that into, into district play this year. Yeah, they're a very, very good football team. Uh, Coach Stuckey does a great job with them, and um, should be, a, you know, I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. Should be a great ball game, and we're looking forward to going up there for district semifinals. And first year as an eight-man team, the transition, I know at times, probably hasn't been super easy for you guys, but it's got to be nice to pick up a district win and have a chance to go for another one next week. Yeah, that's right. We, our kids are very excited, you know, to keep playing. And, um, 
great opportunity next week. We'll have to be very, very prepared. Uh, North Shelby, like I said, is an excellent team, very well coached, and looking forward to the challenge of going up there. Well, we'll have one more show next week, so be sure to give us a call on that long bus ride back home from North Shelby. All right, thank you. Okay, that's Drew Tully talking it over with uh, Sweet Springs head coach Jeff Holtzman. Again, they'll play North Shelby next week in a district semifinal game. That game will be played up in Shelbyville. But Sweet Springs doing pretty well. They're going to have a winning season first year in eight-man football. For the Greyhounds, they had a lot of lot of luck, or not a lot of luck, but a lot of success at the 11-man level. So they've just carried that tradition over. Well, let's take one more final timeout. We'll come back. We've got one more interview with Coach Danny Caps of Santa Fe. And then also going to run the scores and wrap up the show right after this. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians who are readily available when needed. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call. We're for the state of Missouri. We're for trout fishing, barbecuing, underarching, fountain swimming, road tripping, and show me saying. We're for people who would live here, people who won't, people who farm, and for people who don't. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you're a Missourian, we're for you. I'm Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent, and if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Okay, Miles, thank you very much. Folks, thanks for tuning in tonight as you have every week. So many of you, we get a lot of nice comments about the program. We enjoy coming your way. We appreciate all the coaches that call us and and thanks to all of our crew. I'll mention them before we leave, but I got Drew Tully alongside right now. And of course, Drew, the voice this year of the Higginsville Huskers. And Drew, uh, Higginsville and Richmond, a rematch next week once again on the Higginsville field. And boy, they had quite a battle earlier, but I guess you had to miss that game. You were on the DL, the disabled list at that time, weren't you? Yeah, I was out with COVID that week. I didn't get to go to the game. I got to watch it, and Don Kennedy and the crew over there did a great job. Definitely looking forward to this one. As it's uh, it's as big as it gets right now, this season district championship on the line. Well, and that's the only loss of the year for the Spartans, and Richmond actually led that game in the fourth quarter, and uh, the Huskers put a, a picture-perfect drive together, go pretty much the length of the field and win it at the end. But I tell you, those two teams have had some battles over the years and Coach Steve Cook and Nick Purcell both do a good job. That should be a classic matchup next week. Yeah, it should be, and I really go back to last year. Both teams made it to the Final Four and played some great football all season long. The Huskers beat the Spartans, and then the Huskers only had one regular season loss themselves. So that was a big battle. This one, though, with the district championship on the line, it's as big as it's been the last couple of years. Well, and Higginsville, of course, lost to eventual state champion Lutheran of St. Charles. In seventh grade, and I followed them from 7th to 8th, and then 8th high school. So I've been around these guys for six years, so they're very partial and very dear to me. Um, but, yeah, a lot of optimism. And I can tell you there's a lot of exhaustion. Uh, I was telling, telling my mom the other day, I said, there's nothing like end-of-the-season exhaustion. She's, she's a kindergarten teacher, and she was – so we were kind of going back and forth on that. But, I mean, really, you know, you're, you're exhausted mentally and physically, and football is a long – hard grind but gosh dog it you love it so much and you're just so optimistic and excited for next year even i mean this is the last game of the season tonight and i'm already ready for next year so i mean there's there's just a mix of emotions um, i think that overall it's a positive outlook for the season to come and, and just a group of young men that we have i cannot tell you how lucky we are to have the group of young men that we have they're very nice they're very personable very respectful young men and they work hard 
and we love to hear that because that's exactly the kind of men we're trying to make with senior with high school football and we love it when coaches like you talk this way because this is how we get to where we want to be with all these high school kids we want them to learn respect discipline and common sense and and you guys teach them and we can't appreciate that from you guys enough thank you very much for your service bud and this is our last throw of the year so we hope to hear from you next fall when football kicks off there at west Rand. oh absolutely you know we coach o'laughlin usually has to remind me to call because after games man i'm all over the place but uh he does a pretty good job of reminding me to call and i'll call and so yeah uh, i've got to do a better job of that on my own uh so hopefully next year i'll make a stride in the right direction hey you take care of those kids and the rest will take care of itself sir we appreciate it absolutely man love those kids love this team and uh, i'm i'm looking forward to what this group does all right tyler tanner was west grand uh, uh a disappointment 58 18 lost to monroe city but a great season and we'll talk to you next year bud thank you absolutely hey and thanks for all the coverage you guys for high school sports i think i think donnie's trying to start vacation a little early we're <laughs> we're gonna have one more show folks we'll have one more show so don't 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 give up on us tonight we'll, we'll have one more it'll be district championship game next week it'll be semifinal game in class eight-man football let's look at some of the eight-man scores we have from tonight again this was this was quarterfinal night tonight in eight-man football in district two st paul got a forfeit over knox county knox county decided not to come down I don't know if they were short players or what but ended up forfeiting to st paul 13 to nothing schuyler county goes on the road and beats santa fe 44 to 24 so another rivalry game It'll be Schuyler County at St. Paul next Friday night. Uh, you heard from both uh, David Stuckey and J.K. Basie. North Shelby beats Concordia tonight, 50-30. to 30. The other game on that side of the bracket saw Sweet Springs. Coach Jeff Holtzman's bunch beats Norburn Harden Central, 22-8. to 8. So Sweet Springs will make the trek up to North Shelby next Friday night in that district. So it's St. Paul, Schuyler County, North Shelby, and Sweet Springs, the final four in that district. In District 3, you heard from Kirk Thacker a minute ago. Oreg beats DeKalb, 48-12. to 12. Stewartsville goes into Bramer, gets an upset win. Stewartsville wins at 48 to 34. So Stewartsville will travel to Oric next Friday night. It was St. Joe LeBlanc in the bottom half of the bracket, shutting out St. Joe Christian 40 to nothing. In the other game, another shutout. King City shuts out Pattonsburg 58 to nothing. So King City will go to St. Joe LeBlanc. So you've got Oric, Stewartsville, LeBlanc, and King City, the last four in that district. Down in District 4, it was North Andrew beating Stanbury 60 to 22. Tarkio knocks off Albany. Good game there, 28 to 20. Worth County beats Rockport 52 to nothing. I have to check. I don't have a score on the South Holt South Nottaway game, but I know that Tarkio will go to North Andrew next week. So that's what we have in eight-man football. Let me go back and I'll check, check, check. Excuse me, check. Uh, class one here in just a minute. We'll run those scores here in just a minute. But how about East Buchanan? East Bucks, a perfect, uh, they're perfect 10 and 0 right now, or perfect 11 and 0 right now as they win their 11th game of the year. They shut out Penny of Hamilton tonight, 40 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with uh, East Buchanan assistant coach Adam Lewis. I'm with Adam Lewis, coach of East Buchanan, and East Buck took on a pretty good Penny team tonight, but came away with a 40 to nothing shutout. Let's talk a little bit about your game tonight. So um, obviously everyone's dealing with this nasty weather tonight. So, you know, our kids, 
our kids came out pretty energetic. You know, we weren't sure how they're going to handle it. We didn't have school today, you know, but they came out ready to play, ready to have some fun in the mud. Um, you know, so, so that, you know, that was a good start for us and the fact that they were in the right mentality. So we kicked off the, the penny to start the game. Um, we forced them to punt and actually punt the ball off of an up back. Um, and then Carson White, our senior defensive end, caught it off there and took it in for a touchdown. So that, that was a nice play. We uh, kick it back off to them. And I think like three plays later, we forced the fumble and Trevor Klein returns it for a touchdown. So we're up 14 nothing without our offense even stepping on the field. So that was a nice start that way. Then it was a lot of, a lot of, a, not a whole lot of offense, honestly. Uh, neither team seemed to be able to move the ball a whole lot. Um, we had two big plays by Trevor Klein. You know, he was able to kind of find a hole and score on two long touchdowns. But if it wasn't for those two big plays, we didn't have a whole lot going in the first half. So that put us up 20. How much did the mud affect you in this first half? Was it was it a mud thing or just continuity? I, you know, I think it was, a, you know, a little bit of both. You know, we, we weren't able to get our footing, especially offensively. We couldn't get our, our footing. And, and I'll give a lot of credit to Penny. They, uh, their front four on defense is good. You know, they're big, physical kids. You know, they, they make us earn it. And a combination of, of those Penny kids firing off the ball and hitting our kids quick and hard and us not being able to get good footing, that was, that was the biggest problem, I think. So when you went into halftime, what did you tell them? You know, we just got to keep it up. You know, the, the rain started letting up a little bit right before half, so we were hoping that it would open up our playbook a little more, letting us maybe throw it a little bit. But we, we just got to secure this and try to try to get this night over with quickly. You know, try to get that running clock and, and you know, just, just finish the game. You know, finish healthy, get out of the cold. You know, that, that was our main message. Just continue to play well and, and, and let's put it into the game. Okay, and I'm guessing toward the end, Penny kind of got a little careless, taking too many chances, trying to get back in this game, and you all took some advantage of that? You know, um, we did. We had a, a late scoop and score. Uh, one of our junior defensive linemen picked up a, a loose ball um, and returned it for a touchdown, but it was pulled back because of a block in the back. We ended up going down and scoring anyways on that drive with just eight more time, which was nice. But, you know, they, they Penny really didn't make, I wouldn't say made mistakes. They, they were just like us. They couldn't run the ball a whole lot. With the rain, it made passing really difficult. So, you know, I, I give them credit. They, they stuck to what they knew they, they did and well, and they tried to do it. And, you know, like I said, we didn't even run the ball well this week, so... They weren't able to find any success either. Well, congratulations on a on a great win, and uh, now comes the second game of the year, the most important game. You get to host Mid Buck next week. That that is true. We we get to play them. I think it's the eighth time in four years. So, you know, we always know that we're going to get them twice a year, and they're both going to be really important games. One of them's usually for a conference championship, and the other one's for a district championship. So. You know, they they did about the same thing to North Platte that we did to Finney this week. So, you know, they've got things moving in the right direction. They've, I'm sure they're going to have some corrections from what our first game. But, you know, we know that Coach Fritz is going to put a good game plan together, and we're going to have to 
you know, give it our all to, to continue making steps towards our ultimate goal again. Absolutely. And did you get through tonight healthy and are you pretty much healthy as a group? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had some, you know, some pieces get lost injury. We've had three, three pretty major injuries this year. We've had two kids blow out their ACL and a kid really tore up his shoulder. Uh, but they, you know, they were special team pieces. So those, those are always hard regardless of the impact that they make on every down. But, you know, those kids were ones that ran down on kickoffs and covered and things like that. So, you know, we've lost some, some pieces, but nothing, nothing major. Um, and, and we've managed to stay relatively healthy. All right. Let's pray it stays that way because you're going to need everybody next week. That's for sure. Uh, absolutely. All right. Thank you. Adam Lewis, East Buchanan soundly defeats Penny tonight, 40 to nothing. And we're all looking forward to that rematch with East Buchanan or with Midbuck to uh, settle the district championship. And good luck next week. And we hope, to, I guess we won't be here next week. So this is our farewell show tonight. It was great of you to call all year and keep us up to date on Midbuck, on East Bucky football. And we hope to hear from you next season. I appreciate your coverage all year, and thank you for all you do for high school football in Missouri. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you now. All right. Have a good night. Good night. Okay, that's that's Adam Lewis, assistant coach of East Buchanan. And uh, he and Donnie King talking it over. East Buchanan will play Buck uh, Midbuck next week, and that should be a great game. Anytime those two teams play, it is a great game. And hey, we said the Higginsville Huskers, the Huskers win tonight. They continue a perfect year. They beat Lawson 46 to nothing. And right now, got Caleb Crawford on the line tonight. And Caleb, hey, appreciate you hanging on the line. I know you're tired tonight, but, boy, you knew going into Higginsville this is going to be a tough game and uh, not the best conditions, but I'm sure your kids battled. Caleb, can you hear me okay? Caleb? I think we'd still have we'd have Coach Crawford on line one. I think he should be on, on one of the lines there. Coach, can you hear me? Well, let's take a real quick timeout. We'll see if we can get him back on. Be right back in just a minute. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company, 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. Is your family growing, or can you now afford that property you've always wanted? Or maybe it's time to downsize. No matter what the reason, the Community Realty Team is ready to lend a hand. As part of the community, they've earned the name Community Realty. Give them a call. They're happy to discuss the business of selling or buying property. Community Realty of Richmond, proud to support the Richmond Spartans. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay. Okay, I think we've got, I think we've got, we've got Coach Crawford. I think we've got him back on line one. Hello, Caleb. Hey. Hey, be sure you still. Sorry, I don't know where your phones are playing games with. It's too close to Halloween, I think. Yeah, 
yeah, I know that's right. Hey, hey, you guys, you knew going down to Higginsville, we're talking with Caleb Crawford, head coach of Lawson. And Caleb, you knew it was going to be a tough battle. You go down and play the Huskers, but sounds like your kids battled. Well, I'm extremely proud of that, Joe. I mean, I we, we came out and we embraced the weather. Uh, we flew around. You know, we, we were able to do some things. We, we kicked off to them to start. He popped up a little kick there and recovered a semi-onside kick there and, and got and went on offense. And we're able to move the ball down into what would have been normally field goal territory, but couldn't. Obviously, that wasn't an option tonight. Um, and then we were able to really kind of stop them on a few drives. Our kids were just playing so hard, and they were running the ball. And they, I was just really proud of that. They went into this game, um, you know, knowing that if they'd have to play absolutely perfect, they have a shot at it, and, and they were trying their best early. And, and uh, you know, then we started turning it over in the weather, and, and that's an easy thing to do. And it was really a lot of turnovers early, and, and they were able to clean it up and find another gear, and, and we just weren't. Um, we, we expended all of our energy there at the beginning. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're, you can only hold back the, the water for so long and you hope a couple bounces go your way and you take advantage of them. But we like to throw the ball through the air. Yeah. Um, and that, that was not an option tonight <laughs> um, at all. And uh, so that really limited us. And uh, we're, we're a balanced team, but we could not be balanced tonight. They, they run the ball so well, and they throw the ball so well. And, and when they lost the passing game, they, they had a great running game to depend on. And those big guys just uh, made hay up front, and, and it was something that we could answer. But our kids gave absolutely tremendous effort. Um, they, they weren't intimidated. They weren't anything like that. They were just ready to go out there and play. And, and that's the way you got to play in these games. You can't go into them with a, uh, a losing mentality. you got to go into them with a winning mentality and play your hardest and, and see what happens, even though you may not have a very good chance of winning. you still got to act like it. Well, and you know, you did what you have to do. Sometimes when you're an underdog, you got to kind of pull out a bag of tricks. And sound like you tried to do that early on with that that short kick to start the game and put a good drive together. So sound like sounded like you had the kids ready to try to to get off to a good start. Well, we we had a number of trick plays that we were we were using this week. I don't know trick plays or misdirections and things like that. That it just just really didn't work in what we were trying to do, and we we couldn't get the. Uh, couldn't get footing that we needed to do with them, but we knew we had to give them some things that they hadn't seen yet. Um, we did a little bit of that, um, had some success with double motions and stuff, but um, they're just so athletic and they're so well coached. Um, you know, they they make adjustments on the fly and they're just they're just really smart football players. I, they, they're the entire package. I mean, they're everything, talent, size, you know, um, experience, all of that, and and. Uh, you know, they really showed it tonight. They did a tremendous job. Well, we're going to talk about your team here in just a minute. But, you know, I know you had a real young team last year. You've still got a lot of younger players. But you got to say goodbye to some pretty good seniors, too, don't you? Yeah, we do. And, I mean, we were 3-8 last year and we're 7-4 and four this year. Uh, I mean, I can't I can't tell, tell you how proud I am of this team and uh, especially these seniors. And we've got a lot of great leadership at our junior level in our sophomore level and we've got some freshmen that are starting to figure that out as, as well including a big old six foot five one but um yeah we're really proud of of all of them you know they're really coming along here and kind of figuring this stuff out and our seniors um you know they, they didn't get have a whole lot of credit going into this season and, and you know they they were a group that just took lumps last year and, and they just said you know what we're gonna we're gonna do better we're gonna make it better and, I mean, that's a testament to the kids. You know, we didn't do anything as coaches. Those kids went out there and really lead, uh, led by example. They really fought every day in practice and made, made our practices super competitive, which makes our teams better. Um, you know, all 64 of our kids uh, followed those seniors and our other leaders, and I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I'm going to miss them because um, I'm so proud how they've 
kind of put us back on this this rise and you know through a lot of tough uh, adversity last year and, and this year included they've persevered through it and that's just i couldn't be more proud of them well and you wind up in third place in that tough kci conference wind up five and two and you mentioned this you're seven and four on the year but what makes that even more impressive your four losses two to higginsville one to mid buchanan one to east buchanan i think those three teams have one loss among all three of them so i mean you your losses were to real heavyweights weren't they yeah, and that's, I mean, we love our schedule. We absolutely love our schedule. It, it definitely makes us tougher. We want to be in as many of these moments as possible and playing in these games because it shows you um, where you need to go and it shows you what you need to do. And uh, this will be a great one. Uh, we're already using this to justify our, all the hard work that we're going to put in the offseason, all the calories we're going to eat, and all the weights we're going to lift because uh, that's what we want to be. And we can be that. It's just going to take a great offseason of work, and we love our non-con, and obviously playing in the KCI is one of the toughest conferences, especially at our level in the, in the state of Missouri. So, um, yeah, we're really pleased with the season, really pleased with uh, how we played this year, and uh, we got to get better, and we will. Well, and I know I talked to Drew, who broadcasts the game. He covers all the Higginsville games. He said your son Brogan got in the game, the quarterback, late in the game, and I know I know he's a he's a big lad, a young is he a freshman or a sophomore this year? He's a freshman. He's a freshman. I thought he was. You gotta be proud of him. Well I am. It's you know it's always a joy coaching your son. Um, you know, especially you know, a character kid like Brogan. But you know, all those kids, that whole freshman group is phenomenal. They're just a great bunch of kids, great athletes in there, great linemen in there. Um, you know, you mix that with, you know, our sophomores and juniors right now and, and really our seventh grade and eighth grade very good. Very good. And um, we're really just excited to see all those kids grow and mature and, and learn how to be leaders and, and get in the weight room and get on the buffet. And I mean, they're going to be, we've got really, really, really good groups coming. And um, I'm just so proud of this year's team uh, kind of setting the tone for where we're going. And, and you know, the, the sky's the limit really with this group. And a lot of that has to do with the seniors this year and this year's team. Well, and your son Brogan will always be special to us because my wife Candy kept him in our in our back room. He in, had a daycare back there, and he was in there for several years, and we got very close to him. And Caleb, very close to you and your mom and dad, Wayne and Marilyn, your sister Katie. I thank the world of all you guys. And, hey, I appreciate you calling. And, and mom and dad doing okay? They're doing fantastic. Dad was sitting in the truck watching the game tonight. Okay, well, tell them hi for me. And, hey, I, I miss miss talking to you on Friday nights, but you're always a very faithful caller. Good job this year. Like I say, wind up seven and four, third in that tough KCI conference. And you have a good off season. I hope to talk to you real soon. We'll do it, Joe. We'll give you a call. Appreciate okay. you. All right, Caleb. We'll see you. All right, that's Caleb Crawford, head coach of the Lawson Cardinals. Let's take a quick timeout. Back right after this. Consumers Oil and Supply Company in Bramer and now in Trenton are proud to support high school activities, working with farmers, ranchers, and residents, providing all your feed, agronomy, farm supply, LP, and fuel. Consumers Oil and Supply Company, serving the area for over 90 years at two locations, Bramer and Trenton. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. Okay, that was bad. Don't joke around with your finances. Trust Goppard Financial Bank for all of your banking needs. Get started today at GoppardFB.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. 
listening to the fifth quarter show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, let's take a look at some of the scores. I think we've had some games pushed back to tomorrow. I know the Cole Camp-Fayette game was pushed back to tomorrow. That game will be played in Cole Camp. I'm thinking the other game in that district, South Callaway at Lincoln, also pushed back. So those games will be tomorrow. And I'm guessing also Windsor at Butler and Sherwood at Archie also might be tomorrow games. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just guessing. Uh, but I do know the Fayette Cole Camp game has definitely been postponed. In Class 1, District 6, Monroe City beats Westrand 58 to 18. It was South Shelby 42 to 8 over Highland. So South Shelby will travel to Monroe City next Friday night for District Championship. District 7, Gallatin beats Brookfield 42 to 6. Putnam County shuts out Milan 26 0. Going to hear from both coaches in that game here in just a minute. So Putnam County, those two teams, Putnam County and Gallatin, had a good matchup the first time around. Putnam County will go to Gallatin again next Friday night for district championship. District 8, you've just heard from those coaches. East Buchanan knocks off Penny of Hamilton 40 to nothing. Mid Buchanan beats North Platte 41 to 6. So Midbuck will travel to East Buck next week. That's all you have to say about that game. That'll be, that'll be a, a whale of a football game next Friday night up in Gower. Over in District or Class 2, Blair Oaks in District 2, no doubt they're for real. They beat North Callaway 71-14. to The other game, kind of an upset, is St. Francis Borgia knocks off Herman 40-21. to Borgia will be at Blair Oaks next Friday night. Down in District 6, Pembroke Hill beats St. Michael tonight. 26 to nothing. I'm wondering if maybe the Holden Hogan prep game has not been pushed back to tomorrow. I know David Diener, head coach of Holden, always calls us. I don't think David has called tonight, so I'm guessing maybe that game was pushed back, but I don't know. In Class 2, District 7, Bowling Green, they're another outstanding team. They they beat to Clark County tonight, 67 to 6. Hallsville gets a shutout win over number two seeded Centralia. Hallsville wins at 22 to 8, so Hallsville will go to Bowling Green for district championship next week. In District 8, Higginsville shuts out Lawson 46 to nothing. Just heard from Coach uh, Steve Cook a minute ago. And Richmond, you heard from Coach Nick Purcell also. They beat Macon 18 to 6. So Richmond will have a rematch with Higginsville next Friday night in Higginsville for a district championship. In uh, Class 3, Class 3, District 5, Southern Boone falls to Moberly. Moberly squeaks by Southern Boone 21 to 20. Booneville goes on the road and knocks off Mexico 27 to 13. So in District District 5, it'll be Boonville heading to Moberly for a district championship game next week. In District 6, Clinton falls to Schooley Osage. We talked about Osage. They've got hotter as the year's gone on. Osage beats Clinton 47-6. They'll play the winner of the Reed Springs-Cassville game. I don't have a final on that yet. Oak Grove tonight, they fall to Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill, only one loss on the year. Pleasant Hill knocks off Oak Grove 53-24. The other game in that district will be played tomorrow afternoon, and you can watch that on midvid.com. It'll be the Odessa Bulldogs going into Kansas City to take on University Academy. The winner of that game will play Pleasant Hill at P Hill next week for a district championship. Class 3, District 8, Maryville beats St. Pius 38-21 to tonight. Savannah knocks off Chillicothe 42-7. to Going to hear from Coach Chad Smith of Chillicothe in just a minute. So it'll be a rematch. Savannah against Maryville. Remember, Maryville beat Savannah here a couple weeks ago to force that three-way tie for the conference championship. St. Pius or uh, force that tie between Maryville and Savannah. So Maryville and Savannah both tie for the the uh, 
uh, Midland Empire Conference Championship. They will play each other for district championship next week. In Class 4, it was Hannibal in District 5 beating Warrington 62-7. to Jeff City, the Jays, beat Kirksville 43-21. to So <clears throat> Jeff City will go to Hannibal for a rematch. Hannibal won the first match early in the season over Jeff, but Jeff goes back to Hannibal next Friday night for district title. District 6, West Plains beats Monette 35-13. It was Bolivar over McDonald County 21-7. District, so it'll be West Plains and Bolivar for district title next week district seven center uh, the center yellow jackets remain unbeaten coach DeLong called us earlier they beat carl junction 33 to 6 and nevada knocks off lincoln prep 43 to 7 so nevada will go to kansas city center next week and here will be a great one next week carney and smithville both win carney beats excelsior springs 63 to 22 smithville shuts out van horn 32 to nothing so smithville heads to carney i think that game if i'm not mistaken maybe ended up like it's like a one-touchdown game, Smithville and Kearney. I'll check that final in just a minute. But one of the teams we talked about, Putnam County, the Midgets, they get a nice 26 to nothing win over Milan with that win tonight. Uh, they move their record. Putnam County moves their record to 9-2 and two under first-year head coach Adam Hughes. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with Coach Hughes. And I'd like to welcome Adam Hughes from Putnam County to the fifth quarter show and you guys did a great job. You shut out a, a really good Milan team tonight, 26 to nothing. Let's talk about how you manage that in this miserable weather. You know, the, our defense played really, really well. Um, they forced some turnovers. Um, you know, Milan started a freshman quarterback tonight, and um, we were able to cause some issues and cause some problems with some exchanges and stuff like that. And we pride ourselves, and one of our goals every week is to be the most physical football team. And um, I feel like we were definitely that tonight, and that played a big part in it. All right. Let's um, talk about your kids tonight. They, it, we, we don't know a lot about Putnam County football. Uh, who leads your team, and, and, and who really contributes for you? We, we're led by uh, – we got two running backs that are both over 1,000 yards on the season. Uh, Blaine Perkins has – going into the night, he had over 1,300 yards, and uh, according to what some of the other radio stations said when I did an interview to them, that they had him like 136 or 140 yards rushing and a touchdown tonight. Um, and then he's, our, he's kind of our tailback, our outside runner. Um, and when teams kind of try to take him away, then we have our fullback, which is Chase Tomlin. He had uh, 170 yards tonight rushing. Um, and two touchdowns, two real long touchdown runs. So those two guys make it work, and then our quarterback does a good job. And, you know, then you can't forget about that old, the old line guys up front that are able to make the holes and make, make plays happen for us. Yeah, that's it. Line play just pretty much gets everybody. That's how you win championships. Offensively and defensive is what your line do, it seems like. Now that football season's over, or now that this game's over, you're looking ahead to a really good Gallatin team. I sure hope you get better weather to play them in than tonight. I, I hope so, but they told me tonight, looking ahead, it looks like it's supposed to be like thir like 38 or 40 and snowing. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into November weather now, so we're going to be able to bundle up and go play football, though. Well, maybe you'll at least get a chance to practice in the mud. It won't be a day before the game situation. And you yeah, well... Luckily for us, we have turf, so we're able. So it was it was a nice night. At least the, the playing surface was nice tonight. Uh, a little slick, but it definitely was much nicer than. But you know, we'll go up to we'll travel up to Galton, and I'm sure that I'm sure their field got a little tore up tonight in that game. But I bet they do a real good job of getting it back and making it. A good I'm sure they'll have it ready to play, and uh, 
we sure hope that uh, you have a lot of success. We won't be here next weekend for the call. This is our final game. We wish you success throughout the rest of the playoffs. We we hope to listen to you for a, for a state playoff game this year. You guys are doing pretty well, and, and we hope you continue to do that. Well, thank you. And so we, if we can continue to put, you know, keep putting things together the right direction, then good things will happen for us. So right now we're just concentrating on enjoying the win tonight, and then we'll start working on Gallatin tomorrow morning and be ready to go for them. Well, we want to thank you, Adam. You've called all year and kept us up on Putnam County football. We wish you all the success, and thank you, sir, for calling the fifth quarter show and, and talking Putnam County football. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. Okay, that's Coach Adam Hughes, head coach of the uh, Putnam County Midgets. So they win tonight. They beat Milan for the second time, 26 to nothing. And Putnam County now has a record of 9-2. and two. They wind up in third place in that uh, Grand River Conference. And, again, they'll play next week. They'll play Gallatin, be a rematch. Those two teams played. And I looked up that score earlier. When those two teams played last time, Gallatin, let's see if I can find that again. Uh, Gallatin beat Putnam County 35-20. to 20, So a pretty good game right there. Well, the, uh, let's hear the other side of the story now. Milan again falls to uh, Putnam County 26 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with Milan head coach Mark Cole. All right, I'm with head coach Mark Cole from Milan. And uh, they took a really tough loss tonight against a, a very, very good Putnam County team, 26 to nothing over Milan. And uh, I understand we uh, talked to Putnam County earlier and you played on turf, so the weather wasn't as effect as restrictive as it would have been if you'd played at home in the muck and mire. Tell us about the game. Well, um, you know, it was a dismissible conditions, as as most people experienced. You know, wind blowing sideways and a and a, and a pretty heavy, steady rain coming. Um, so it, it just made it tough. Um, we knew that we had to generate some big plays and. Um, with our young offensive line, we knew that we had to uh, probably throw the ball a little bit because they were going to control line of scrimmage and conditions just really didn't allow us to throw the ball like we needed to. And uh, we did do a good job running the ball and, and, and kind of shortened the game a little bit. And I felt like our defense played good enough early. Um, they just wore us down and we had a couple of turnovers. And when they put the ball on the carpet, we weren't around to fall on it. It's just one of those things where if you're going to pull an upset or you're going to win games in these conditions this time of year, you better have um, you better have enough guys up front to control the runners' scrimmage, and you better make some plays. And we just came up a little bit short in both of those areas. But you know, my kids fought hard. Um, they played hard. We went there with a, with a game plan, and 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 um, we did that. And they um, they they showed up and they played. And I'm so proud of the way they prepared themselves to go play uh, a, a good team and and fought the conditions and. Um, even though we came up short, I'm, I'm super proud of them. Let's talk a little about your team. Are, are you kind of heavy on seniors, or is it pretty thin this year, and, and do you have a young class to look forward to? We had um, we had seven seniors um, that, that came out for us um, and, and really bought into what I what I wanted to do, and, and they believed in me and, and what we were trying to sell. And uh, I just cannot thank those seniors enough. They really helped us set the tone for the way things are going to be with with us here under me and in the future um by the end of the season we had enough injuries that we really only had three seniors playing for us um the last couple of weeks really um you know um 
so that that being said, we were a young team. Uh, we had one senior on the on the offensive line the last three weeks of the season. Garrett Mosley, uh, senior kid, great young man, really bought into what I wanted to do. Uh, understood how to bring the physicality and the intensity along the offensive line, and, and led uh, a group of really young kids. And I, I, Garrett just did an outstanding job of being the guy that we had to run behind probably 90% of the time. Um, but, but after Garrett, we were freshmen and sophomores and one junior up front. So really, really thin there. Um, but kids coming back to the future that got a, a load of great experience. Um, super young in the skill player positions in the backfield. Tonight I started a freshman quarterback in, in Hunter Reed. And, and I think the, the upside for Hunter is, um, is, is huge. And uh, Ahmet Niasi and, and Carlos Cato are, are going to be coming back for us in the backfield. And we're graduating a couple of wide receivers, uh, at senior, seniors at wide receiver, and, and Jeremy Bennett and, and Grayson uh, Smith. But, um, you know, just to, like I said, a great group of seniors that made my transition into what I wanted to do very easy. And, and led our young team, and uh, they responded to their leadership. And, um, you know, I, I think the future's bright for us if we can turn this season into something uh, profitable fruits in the future. Well, we know the way you all started the season, it looked like you were going to be something to, to deal with. And I think Mother Nature turned the, the deal on you guys tonight because you're right. I think the matchup was great. A, a running physical football team like Putnam County against your spread offense would have been a great game on any other night except tonight. And uh, I do want to appreciate how much you've called this year to the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show and kept us abreast of Milan football. It, it's unfortunately a 26 nothing loss to Putnam County tonight, but you've got a lot to look forward to. Now, is there going to be a break or is it next year's football right now well we'll take a week off you know I, physically and mentally i've got to take a week off you know myself um but and, and and the kids are you know they're going to take a week off and and kind of decompress and heal their bodies up from a long season or they're going to get right into basketball we won't start really pushing too hard for the for next year's football season until uh, probably at least a week if not two um, but we've already talked about it. We talked about it on our, on our, in our post-game huddle on the field, you know, as we're standing there soaking wet, freezing to death. We took a little bit of time to talk about the fact that um, the ceiling's high for us, and with the guys that we have returning, we can be a great, great football team um, next year and in the future. But it starts in the weight room. And, and the thing that cost us this year was the fact that we just simply weren't big enough and we weren't strong enough, especially in the trenches. And uh, I challenge each and one of the each and every one of those young men that's coming back for us um, in either one of those capacities to just do a little bit more than they did this year in preparing their bodies in the winter and the spring. You know, an extra day or two after school to get an extra lift in here and there, um, especially if you're not in a sport. Um, and and those kids re they'll, they'll respond. They they love football enough, um, and they had a they had enough taste of it this year and the success that were that we're capable of having that, that, that we'll get fired up right away and uh, we'll start pumping out for, for, for the wild catch for 2023 here pretty quick. Coach Mark Cole and I agree the kids have bought in and that's the key to getting started and now it's like you said conditioning and, and uh, educating and we hope to hear from you next year. Uh, we love Milan football. We think there's a there's a unbelievable upside to it. So give us a ring next year, and we'll talk more Milan football. 
Sounds good. Can't wait. Uh, it'll be here before we know it, and we'll sure be we'll sure be uh, looking forward to calling you. All right. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the calls all year. You bet. Thank you. Night. All right. Okay, that's Mark Cole, head coach of the Milan Ball Club. Appreciate Mark calling. Mark calls every week. They fell tonight, twenty-six to nothing to Putnam County. But Milan had a pretty good year. This was Mark's first year head coach down at Milan, and they wind up six and five, a winning year, four and three in that uh, tough Grand River Conference. They wind up in fourth place in the conference. So Mark, appreciate the call. Well, the Macon Tigers. You heard from Coach Brad Draley, or from Coach. We're going to hear from Coach Brad Draley of Macon. You heard from Coach Nick Purcell of Richmond a few minutes ago. And Assistant Coach Brad Draley of Macon called in. Macon fell 18-6 to in a few minutes ago. Donnie talked it over with Coach Draley. I'm with Brad Draley from Macon. And a, a real disappointment night, a, a gut-wrencher. An 18-6 to loss to Richmond. The Spartans won that one. And uh, let's talk a little bit about how this game transpired for you. You know, it's transpired from the moment, you know, we decided to play it in this match. So, uh, you know, it was just sloppy. And, uh, you know, they're, they're running back 23. I uh, can't remember his name right off the bat, but, you know, kind of got out on us early and they scored. Uh, and, you know, we, we did some good things, but, uh, you know, defensively, but we just couldn't get the ball, you know, our offense rolling. But, uh, you know, our offense isn't designed to play in this type of weather. And, uh, you know, we, we made we, we did some good things, but then, you know, unfortunately, just couldn't get things going because just couldn't get kids moving. But, uh, you know, I was proud of the way the kids came out in the second half. They fought hard, uh, you know, really pushed, pushed the envelope and gave it everything they got. But, you know, like I said, our offense is very explosive. But uh, we just, you know, we couldn't even grip the football. And, you know, it was really hard to throw. And, you know, it, it just was a tough situation and, you know, a tough draw. But, uh you know, my hats off to Richmond. They came out and did some good things early, and uh, you know. But uh, once we got settled in, um, we were able to, you know, maintain and hold what we needed to do. Uh, you know, they got a safety on us late, uh, which made it 18-6. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, it just was one of those things. And would love to be able to play this game when uh, with no rain and on a dry field. Uh, I, I guarantee it would have. I, I believe it would have been a different outcome because you know even. What we did do, um, it was very sloppy, but we still, you know, we threw the ball a little bit and, uh, you know, we were able to complete some stuff. And I would love to have been able to see us do that, you know, in dry weather. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm not going to not make any excuses. Like I said, hats off to Richmond. I wish them a back of luck. But, uh, you know, I just wish it could have been different circumstances. All right, Brad, let's uh, talk a little about your team. You you have some seniors going out. Uh, do you have some young talent coming? What do you think of your, your young team? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I took over this year, and, uh, you know, it was kind of tough early on. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, losing these kids is tough, but, you know, made, made my first year experience, you know, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that from them, um, you know, but we've got some guys there, and we got some young guys coming up, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting ready and getting in the weight room and, you know, trying to figure some things out. Uh, you know, it started a little slow for our JV earliest year, but, uh, you know, once we were able to, you know, adjust uh, myself for practice, you know, not used to having to really focus on that too much because, you know, I've had coaches in that slot in years past, but, 
you know, once we got going, we finished year three and one, you know, on the back half of the year after starting 0-4. Um, and, uh, you know, the kids really started executing. And, you know, we were able to put some guys in the right spot. Um, you know, we still had some young kids playing, uh, you know. Um, but we just got to figure some things out. And, uh, you know, we'll do that. But, you know, really don't know what, you know, what the future will bring yet. But, you know, there's some kids there that if, if we put it together, I think we'd come out and, you know, compete week in and week out. Well, I'd say for a first-year coach, you did a whale of a job. You guys started off on fire, and and you really you finished the season. You were consistent all year, and that's what it's all about. You did a great uh, job. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to hang my head or, you know, hang my head or anything like that. Um, I just, like I said, I just wish we could have got these guys uh, – I just wish we could have played this game in a little bit better circumstance. But, you know, like I say, it's what it is. And, uh, you know, kids fall hard. Uh, you know, just unfortunately, you know, a couple guys fall down, slip down. We just, you know, big plays kind of happen. But, uh, you know, all in all, um, you know, 18-6 ball game in this mess, you know, I guess guys can't really complain. But, uh, you know, but like I said, time to move on. I'm going to take a couple weeks uh, to myself. And, uh, and then we'll get the ball rolling and get ready for next year. There you go. That's what it's all about. Next yep. game up. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you again later. Brad Draley from making a tough, tough loss, 18-6 to to Richmond tonight. And thank you for calling, Brad. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, you know, honest, I'd, I'd say go Tigers, but that doesn't apply anymore. Uh, I'll still say go Tigers. <laughs> all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Go Tigers. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you, talk sir. Appreciate you. it. Bye yeah, now. Bye. Okay, it's Brad Draley. Appreciate him calling for making. That's a good ball game tonight, but Richmond wins it. The Spartans jump out to an 18-0 lead. They hold on to win it 18-6. And don't forget, Richmond will be back at Higginsville next year. And Drew Tully's in here now. And Drew, I mean, that was a great game earlier in the year. Richmond leads late in the game. And the Huskers, I guess, drive the length of the field with about five minutes to go to get the win. So they'll they'll tee it up again next week. So that should be a... Should be a dandy game. Well, the uh, Bramer Bobcats, a good season for the Bramer Bobcats. Really had one of the high, most high-powered offenses around. Uh, they run into a good Stewartsville. Stewartsville, a good running team. And, of course, on a bad night, a uh, running, running team normally has an advantage over the passing team, and Bramer likes to throw the ball. So tonight, Stewartsville wins at 48-24. to Bramer winds up 6-4 and four on the year. But we appreciate uh, assistant coach Pate Croy of Bramer, who calls us every week. And Pate called a minute ago and talked with Donnie King. We're joining uh, Pate Croy from Bramer and a great game tonight. You just came up a little short. Uh, 48-34 loss to Stewartsville. Tell us how that game unfolded on this miserable night. <laughs> well, I mean, it was miserable for both teams, not just us, but uh, anytime you're a, you're a run-heavy or a pass-heavy football team, you know, weather, rain, wind kind of plays a factor in that. But we knew that going into it and had to buckle down, but uh, Stewartsville's good at running the football. They got a, a good little running back, and and uh, we kind of set him on his heels a little bit. We we ended up bringing it back. It was uh, 12-28 at half, and uh, <clears throat> we ended up necking it back in the third quarter, 32-34. to 34. And, uh, you know, they just kind of walked away with two more touchdowns, and that was kind of the end of it. They got to knee it out at the end of the game. So. <clears throat> And like you say, it, the weather does have an effect. If you're if you're set up for speed, it is tough. If you can't just line up and bang heads with teams like Stewartsville, because they, oh, they yeah. can do it. Yeah, we told our kids, you know, you're going to have to make short, choppy steps whenever you make the cuts, and you know, we had to shorten the routes down, and 
And, uh, you know, Jordan Haley's a great quarterback, and he did what he could with a wet, heavy football tonight, but just didn't work out for us. Now that things have come to an end, let's talk about your team. What a great bunch of kids you had this year, and, and you really, it, you know, it could have gone any way. Yeah, yeah, it was a great group of kids. Uh, I was I was an assistant coach here two years ago, and, uh, and, and you know, really thankful to, to get a comeback. And I had two great seniors, um, Ben Jordan, Ethan Weber. Ethan Weber's a Breckenridge kid. We co-op with them. Uh, great great kids work hard um leave it all out on the field and uh you know that they definitely showed that tonight and it, it was it was emotional i mean because you know we we kind of came back you know we've kind of brought brainer back you know we have six and six and four on the regular season losing tonight we have six and five total so you know we're, we're, we're going to the right direction but we're not where we want to be yet so i just told them guys you know they were part of the process going to get us to where we want to go well, let's talk about you have a pretty good young core for next year already. Yeah, like, yeah, we're only losing them two seniors. Uh, ben Jordan plays center, and Ethan Weber uh, plays linebacker for us as a D tackle. So really our whole offense is all all sophomores. We have uh, two junior wide receivers that, that go in there and work hard for us. But our main core is, is, is sophomores. So we're really, we're, we're really looking forward to next year. But, you know, we hate to see kids go. But, hey, if you're not – if you're not coaching football to graduate kids, then, then what are you in it for? So That's it. And it's all about making outstanding young men out of them, and, and you've done that. You, you really taught them discipline, respect, and order, and we, we're glad to be associated with Bramer football. We just wish the season didn't end this way. We'd like to follow you a little longer. And yeah. It's got to end sometime, though. So That's true, and uh, now it's it's – you do, do you take a time off, or is it all about next year already? Uh, you know, we, we told them we're still going to keep the weight weight program going. Uh, you know, of course, they're going to transition over to basketball, but we're still going to keep our weight classes. And, you know, we got that new weight room down here. So, you know, we're going to get started and get rolling. So hopefully next year brings us some, brings us some luck, but definitely don't want to see the season go yet. <clears throat> Peg Croy from Bramer. Tough loss tonight, 48-34 to Stewartsville. Peg, we want to tell you how much we appreciate you calling every week and, and filling us in on Bramer football, and, and we hope next year you come back and, and give us a real talk, something to brag about coming out of Bramer. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we'll do a lot of bragging next year. We've got a young group of kids. They want to work hard, and, and they've seen what some, some little work does for some great success. So I think they're hungry for it, and I'll give you a call next year and let you know how we come out. Thank you, Peg. And you have a good night, man. Yep, thank you for all the coverage. I appreciate it. Pay Croy for Bramer Football. All right, that's uh, Bramer assistant coach Pay Croy. Pay, always appreciate the visit. Always a very faithful caller. And Bramer, one of the better years they've had in a while is uh, they wind up this year at 6-4 and four in a very high-powered offense. And I tell you, that quarterback, Jordan Haley, I hear a lot of talk about him. And I think he's what, a sophomore, I believe, this year. And he's... He's the real deal, so you're going to hear a lot more from him. And, that, and, and again, not a good night for Bramer. They like to throw the ball. And then, you know, at a night like this, is you see very few teams put a good passing attack together. Use the team that wins the battle up front is going to win a game like this. And then so, but Pake, always appreciate the call. Well, the Chillicothe Hornets. Hornets wind up a good season this year. They come up short tonight, but they wind up a winning record six and five. They fall tonight as they fall to a very good Savannah team for the second time this year, 42-7. to And a few minutes ago, Donnie talked it over with uh, Chillicothe head coach Chad Smith. Let's all give a hand to uh, Chad Smith from the Chillicothe Hornets. Traveled up to Savannah tonight and uh, 
ran into a good run team on a miserable rainy night. How'd this game uh, kind of look from your sideline? Just, uh, we had some trouble with the turnovers tonight, and, um, and Savannah's got a good team. We uh, we just didn't quite uh, get it done tonight. Um, I, I thought our boys played hard, but uh, Savannah's got a great team, and uh, we wish them the best of luck. Final score was 42-7. to seven. Was it consistent all night? Uh, you just couldn't get going, or? Uh... Yeah, just, you know, we fumbled a kickoff and just had, just had some things not go our way. Um, but uh, they, had, they had a very solid defense, and, and uh, they ran the ball well. We missed some open field tackles, and uh, just, just some things like that that, that you can't do against a team like that. And so, uh, you know. Just kind of how the night went, and it was miserable. It was hard to throw once we got behind, and things like that. But uh, like I said, I thought, I thought the boys fought hard and uh, tried to keep making a, a ball game. Well, let's talk about your boys a little. You uh, maybe didn't have this high of expectations at the start of the year in state polling, and uh, you kind of got that whole thing together up there and, and turned it into quite an awesome football team. Yeah, yeah, we actually climbed into the, the rankings there, uh, got up to highest six at one point in the season, but um, it helped when we when we were able to beat St. Pius. And, uh, the guys just kept, you know, that was, that was a big win for us because they were ranked second at the time, and, um, and it gave us some confidence and helped us get on a, on a, on a really good run. And, um, you know, we, we, played, we played Savannah a lot closer last time. Uh, you know, I think maybe it would help a little bit with being at home and, you know, maybe the field conditions or whatever you want to say. But uh, this team ended up being a really tough team. And uh, I'm very proud of their efforts and, and proud of our coaching staff. Let's talk about some of the kids that got you here this year. Uh, who do you, who, who, who really turned into the, the team leaders for you? Uh, you got Corbin Roddenberg on the defensive side of the ball. Um, He's a you know all-state linebacker from last year. Now he's led our team, um, has tons of heart, and also on the defense. Uh, you know Brock Miller was was outstanding, and then on the offensive side, uh, Griff Bonner was our was our uh, leader in the huddle. He's a quarterback, and uh, he had a he, I thought he had a really good year. And uh, Max Wagers and our our uh, tight end. Uh, he had several touch. I mean, we threw a lot this year compared to other years. And, yeah, I think he got on the, the top ten list for our school and scored a whole bunch of touchdowns. So, uh, you know, he's good. And then, and then our offensive line, we start three sophomores. Uh, you know, uh, Bo Smith, uh, right tackle, had an outstanding year. I think he's one of the best tackles in the state. Uh, and then uh, Silas Midget, uh, sophomore, broke a 1,000 yards. Um, as uh, one of our running backs, and I thought he had, a, had an excellent season. He also, I think, he's a sophomore. And I think he's one of the better uh, defensive ends in the state as well. So, uh, have a lot of young guys coming back, but uh, we're, we lose a lot of uh, a lot of good senior leadership between between those guys. And there's some guys that I miss, you know, Isaiah Sprong and uh, Lucas Reynolds, and there's uh, the list goes on. But. Uh, uh, those guys all had, had good seasons. Does Chad Smith wind down a little bit, or are you already starting to 
schedule the weight room and work on a game plan for next year? Oh, it's constant. I did never, never stop. Uh, we were already, you're already working on next year, you know, during season, you know, you just got to, you know, manage your time and think about what kids are going to go where, and, you know, and, and you can't, it's hard to replace guys that are seniors that are that good, but you remember what they were like as freshmen. I mean, I haven't been, I've only been the head coach for two years here, but, you know, I remember a lot of these guys, you know, like Corbin Rodberg comes up to Coach Grammer after the game and says, hey, thanks for believing in me when I was younger. And, uh, you know, because he wasn't the, the biggest kid or as big as he is now. And, you know, we put him in as a sophomore and, you know, hit six, seven tackles a game. And, and, you know, and he turned into quite the ball player his last two years. So, you know, those guys got to start somewhere and you, you don't ever give up on, on kids. Just keep encouraging them and getting them through the weight room and doing the right things in the offseason. Well, you've sure shown the light on uh, Hornet football this year, and we're looking forward to next year. Uh, this young group of kids, they're going to be ready to play when you come out, and uh, you're going to be a real terror up in that conference up there. Well, all right, that's, that's the plan. But uh, like, like I said, uh, these, uh, these senior guys, that uh, they, can't, they leave the path for whatever comes down the road afterwards, so we really appreciate coaching those guys. But uh, anyway, well, thank you for having us on. Well, thank you for calling every week. We sure appreciate it, and, and we'll look forward to next season's fifth quarter show and you telling us about Chillicothe football. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Good night. Okay, that's Chad Smith, head coach of the Chillicothe Hornets. Again, the Hornets wind up a good year, 6-5, and five, but they fall tonight, last last game of the year for them. Very good Savannah team beats Chillicothe in Savannah tonight, 42-7. to seven. Well, looking at the eight-man roster, the, the slate tonight, uh, in District 2, it was St. Paul getting a forfeit over Knox County. Schuyler County beats Santa Fe 44-24. Concordia plays a good ball game, but they fall to North Shelby 50-30. At one time, it was a 36-30 game, and then North pulled away near the end. And Sweet Springs wins. The uh, Greyhounds knock off Norburn Harden Central 22-8. With that win, uh, Sweet Springs improves their record on the year and i've got it right here in front of me they moved to six and four so they're gonna they're gonna have a assure themselves of a winning year and a few minutes ago drew had a chance to talk it over with uh sweet springs head coach jeff holtzman now in the fifth quarter show we have jeff holtzman the head coach for sweet springs and coach tonight you take on norburn harden central and you win 22 to 8 and i'm guessing the the rain kind of slowed the offense down for both teams in that game like it did most games in the state yeah it definitely affected both teams tonight you know he, we weren't able to do some of the things, you know, we have been doing. I had to change the game plan a little bit, and, uh, yeah, it definitely had an effect. Well, I know the, uh, the rain, like you said, would slow the offenses down, but defensively you guys had to play pretty well still to hold them just eight points. Yeah, I'm very pleased with how our, our defense played tonight. They played really hard, ran, had eight guys, you know, running to the ball and did a great job of tackling. And uh, pass coverage was very good tonight as well and so overall defensively we we played very well on the flip side how did you score those 22 points offensively uh we scored on our first drive i think it was uh and we got the ball inside the 10 they made a couple stops and we were able to have a play action pass uh blake schrader connected with uh brayden netmeyer in the corner of the end zone for a first score and and then in the, they came back and got a score and went up eight to six. That was at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, we 
put together a really good drive. Kate Hudson made some really nice runs and then got us down there and Blake Schrader was able to punch it in from one yard out. We will continue the season next week at North Shelby, and that's a program that Seth Bass had a lot of success with the last several years. Now Dave Stuckey slid in there and taking them to probably an even another level. They're really off to a good start and have carried that into, into district play this year. Yeah, they're a very, very good football team. Uh, Coach Stuckey does a great job with them and um, should be, a, you know, I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. should be a great ball game, and we're looking forward to going up there for district semifinals. And first year as an eight-man team, the transition, I know at times, probably hasn't been super easy for you guys, but it's got to be nice to pick up a district win and have a chance to go for another one next week. Yeah, that's right. We, our kids are very excited, you know, to keep playing. And um, great opportunity next week. We'll have to be very, very prepared. Uh, North Shelby, like I said, is an excellent team, very well coached, and looking forward to the challenge of going up there. Well, we'll have one more show next week, so be sure to give us a call in that long bus ride back home from North Shelby. All right, thank you. Okay, that's Drew Tully talking it over with uh, Sweet Springs head coach Jeff Holtzman. Again, they'll play North Shelby next week in a district semifinal game. That game will be played up in Shelbyville, but Sweet Springs doing pretty well. They're going to have a winning season, first year in eight-man football. For the Greyhounds, they had a lot of lot of luck, or not a lot of luck, but a lot of success at the 11-man level, so they've just carried that tradition over. Well, let's take one more final timeout. We'll come back. We've got one more interview with Coach Danny Caps of Santa Fe, and then also going to run the scores and wrap up the show right after this. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians who are readily available when needed. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call. We're for the state of Missouri. We're for trout fishing, barbecuing, underarching, fountain swimming, road tripping, and show me saying. We're for people who would live here, people who won't, people who farm, and for people who don't. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you're a Missourian, we're for you. I'm Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent, and if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Okay, Miles, thank you very much. Folks, thanks for tuning in tonight as you have every week. So many of you, we get a lot of nice comments about the program. We enjoy coming your way. We appreciate all the coaches that call us and and thanks to all of our crew. I'll mention them before we leave, but I got Drew Tully alongside right now. And of course, Drew, the voice this year of the Higginsville Huskers. And Drew, uh, Higginsville and Richmond, a rematch next week once again on the Higginsville field. And boy, they had quite a battle earlier, but I guess you had to miss that game. You were on the DL, the disabled list at that time, weren't you? Yeah, I was out with COVID that week. I didn't get to go to the game. I got to watch it, and Don Kennedy and the crew over there did a great job. Definitely looking forward to this one. As it's uh, it's as big as it gets right now, this season district championship on the line. Well, that's the only loss of the year for the Spartans, and Richmond actually led that game in the fourth quarter, and uh, the Huskers put a, a picture-perfect drive together, go pretty much the length of the field and win it at the end. But I tell you, those two teams have had some battles over the years and Coach Steve Cook and Nick Purcell both do a good job. That should be a classic matchup next week. Yeah, it should be, and I really go back to last year. Both teams made it to the Final Four and played some great football all season long. The Huskers beat the Spartans, and then the Huskers only had one regular season loss themselves. So that was a big battle. This one, though, with the district championship on the line, it's as big as it's been the last couple of years. Well, and Higginsville, of course, lost to eventual state champion Lutheran of St. Charles in the semis, and Richmond lost on the same day by one point to perennial power Lamar. So both those teams, not just good this year, they've got good programs, don't they? Yeah, they're definitely built. They've got 
coaching staffs I talk with Jason Maiden, Carrollton's football coach. Mm-hmm. They've got three or four guys on each staff that could be head coaches or have been head coaches at other schools all together in those two staffs between Richmond and Higginsville. Uh, you'll be ready for that game, won't you? Definitely. Hopefully the weather's a little better this time next week, but yeah. looking forward to mm-hmm. a good matchup between the Spartans and the Huskers. Well, I guess you had all kinds of friends. Everybody wanted to come up in the press box tonight at Higginsville. I don't know if they liked you or they just didn't want to get wet. I think they want to stay out of the weather, of course. <laughs> Lawson was well represented with Daniel Pettit and Travis Saul, and then Carrollton football coach Jason Maiden did the color commentary, so it was a packed house in the press box at Higginsville. Half bring donuts next time. Yeah, going to have to have maybe a pizza party or donut party. Yeah, okay. Well, you do a great job. Thanks for stopping by to help us out tonight on the late night, and we'll be interested to follow that game next week and see how that all comes out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to being back next week for the last show of the year. All right. Well, the uh, Santa Fe Chiefs wrap up a good year tonight. The Chiefs really got off to a good start, had some injuries as, as the year went on, but uh, played well most of the year and they fall tonight to Schuyler County 44 to 24 and Drew had a few had a chance a few minutes ago to talk with Chiefs head coach Danny Caps. Now in the fifth quarter show we have Santa Fe head football coach Danny Caps and coach Caps tonight you guys matched up with Schuyler County in the rain you fall short 44 24 talk about the game a little bit. Uh, we were uh, ahead at halftime 24 12 and uh, you know <clears throat> came out second half and weather kind of got worse there for a little bit no excuse for it stuff we need to fix you know during our off season this year and uh you know made quite a few mistakes as far as fumbled snaps and turned the ball over a few times and you know when you do that and stuff gets away from you in a big hurry well, offensively, it sounds like you guys played pretty well in the first half. What led to those 24 points? Was it mostly on the ground with the rain? Yeah, it was. Uh, we did throw for one score, though. Um, pretty long down, long touchdown pass from Landon Hostetter to Bryce Hostetter, his cousin. When you mentioned the Hostetters, who were some of the other kids that stood out tonight for Santa Fe? Uh, I want to definitely mention our seniors. Uh, and one of them is another one of their cousins. It's Bryce's brother, Cole Hostetter. Um, as usual, just plays out of his skin every single time that he, you know, takes the field or the court or track or whatever in a Santa Fe uniform. And then um, other seniors, Jacoby Case, who just seems to do it all for us all the time. You know, center and nose for us during offensive and defensive snaps, but even, you know, took a kickoff return back probably 40 yards. At uh, one point, you know, you're talking about a kid that's like probably 5'6, 250, and so it's a lot of fun to watch that. Then uh, you have Jason Tebbenkamp, going to miss him quite a bit. Offensive and defensive linemen and Hunter Beckham the same thing. Just an incredibly great character kid and really started to come on this year and grew into what we needed him to do. When you mentioned all those seniors, they made that transition from 11-man to 8-man right in the middle of their high school career, and that's not a very easy to do. It seems like they went, they went right after it, and they brought it week in, week out, no matter the situation. Yeah, they did, and improved every year too. Uh, the first year that we um, that we went eight man, you know, I got to also be a 
head coach for the first time in 2020, if you can imagine that, um, and then, you know, produced one win that that first year, and then three wins last year, four wins this year, you know, just a steady improvement. If people only knew how much work went into that level of steady improvement, you know, it's, you could write books about it. Well, we appreciate you calling all season long. We know you guys are going to take another step forward this offseason and look forward to talking to you at the beginning of the season next year. Yep, that's the idea. Thank you very much. Well, that's Danny Capps, head coach of Santa Fe. Really appreciate Danny. He calls us every week, and uh, he's, he's a great guy and does a good job over at Santa Fe. He's the AD and the head football coach. And Danny, big into weights. I know remember when he coached at Lexington, he was an assistant coach up there and really had the guys on weights. And the men men had some good years when he was when he was up there doing that. So, Danny, always appreciate the call. Hey, we're about time. It's time to get out of here. I'm getting a little homesick. So let's run the scores we do have. Let's look, first of all, in Class 1. I, I'm guessing that classes class one districts four and five probably move their games back to tomorrow that's windsor at butler sherwood at archie in district four and south callaway at lincoln and fayette at cole camp in district five i'm guessing those games will all be played tomorrow in class one district six monroe city beats westran 58 to 18 south shelby 42 to 8 over highland south shelby heads to monroe city for a district title next week class one district seven gallatin remains unbeaten they beat brookfield 42 to 6 putnam county they've had a great year they surprised Milan 26 to nothing. Putnam County goes to Gallatin next week. That was a good matchup when the two met earlier in the year. In Class 1 District 8, it'll be a battle of the Buchanans next week as East Buchanan beats Penny of Hamilton 40 to nothing tonight. Midbuck shuts out North Platte 41 to 6. So Midbuck goes to East Buchanan next Friday night. Boy, anytime those two match, Drew, they've had they've had some classic battles down through the years, haven't they? Yeah, they have. It kind of reminds me of that Richmond and Higginsville matchup that we talked about the last couple years, though. They seem like they play twice a year. Well, in Class 2, District 6, Pembroke Hill beat St. Michael tonight 26 to nothing. That was an upset. St. Michael, the number one seed in that district. Hogan Prep was supposed to go to Holden. We don't have a score on that. Guessing maybe that game pushed back to tomorrow. David Diener, head coach of Holden, normally calls us. So, uh, But that game, we're guessing, will be tomorrow. But the winner will play Pembroke Hill. In Class 2, District 7, Bowling Green, no doubt they're for real. They beat Clark County 67-6. Hallsville surprises Centralia in Centralia tonight, 22-8. It'll be Hallsville at Bowling Green for a district championship next week. We've talked about this one. Class 2, District 8, Higginsville, 46 to nothing over Law. And Richmond meets Macon 18 to 6. Those two will play next week on the Husker Field. In Class 3, District 5, it was Moberly slipping by Southern Boone 21 to 20. Booneville beats Mexico 27 13. Booneville heads to Moberly next Friday night. Class 3, District 6, School of the Osage 47 to 6 winners over Clinton. They'll play the winner of the Cassville Reed Spring game. I don't have a score on that. Uh, Class 3, District 7, Pleasant Hill. They've only lost one game. They beat Oak Grove for the second time this year, this time 53-24. to They'll play the winner of the Odessa University Academy. Odessa goes to U Academy tomorrow afternoon. The winner of that game will play Pleasant Hill for a district title next week. District 8 will be a rematch between the two co-champs in the Midland Empire, Maryville and Savannah. Maryville beats St. Pius tonight, 38-21 to in Savannah. Knocks off Chillicothe 42-7. Savannah goes to Maryville next Friday. Class 4, 
District 5. It's Hannibal beating Warrington 62-7. to They'll have a rematch with Jeff City. The Jays beat Kirksville 43-21. to Jeff City travels to Hannibal. Hannibal won the earlier match, second week of the season this year. Class 3, District 6. West Plains beats Bonnet 35-13. Bolivar 21-7. Winners over McDonald County. Bolivar hits the trail to West Plains next week. Class 4, District 7. Uh, Kansas City Center. They remain unbeaten. They're 10-0. They beat Carl Junction 33-6. Nevada upsets Lincoln Prep. So Nevada goes to Kansas City Center. Nevada beats Lincoln Prep tonight 43-7. And boy, this should be a heck of a matchup on next Friday night. Carney and Smithville. I checked that. Carney won the previous match 20-19 and that's the only loss of the year for Smithville. Carney beats Excelsior Springs 63-22 and Smithville shuts out Van Horn 32-0. Smithville the defending Class 4 state champ, Carney, undefeated this year. That'd be a good game to see, wouldn't it? Yeah, for a district championship, that could be a, potentially a state championship deciding that game. A lot of football between now and then, but it should be a thriller. Well, and just a couple of scores in Class uh, 5. Elias beats Battle 45-14. to In the Kansas City area, Green Valley beats Belton 37-6. to Raytown knocks off Ray South 49-12. Raytown goes to Green Valley next week. Fort Osage beats North Kansas City 42-7. to and uh, it was Oak Park getting by Platte County 33-21. to Oak Park at Fort Osage next week. That's about it for us tonight. Drew, any closing comments? Uh, ready for some district champions to be decided next week and looking forward to wrapping up the action and the season next week here on the fifth quarter show. And I'll tell you what, people have really enjoyed watching the games on mid-bid this year. And you've had the Odessa games, the Higginsville games, the Salisbury games, the Richmond games. I think I've got everybody, I believe. Yeah, all five. It's been, it's been fun. I, mean, so, I missed one, I guess. Uh, Salisbury, I think. I think were. I said Sal Salisbury, Richmond, Higginsville, Odessa. And uh, Carrollton. Carrollton. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, do you, how, do you miss, how do you miss the home school? It's yeah. getting late, though, you know. Got three of those teams left, two <laughs> playing each other for a district championship. Odessa is going to play in the semifinals tomorrow. Salisbury gave Western a great game in the first round. So pretty successful season from top to bottom, but still hopefully a lot more football left to come to midvid.com this fall. Well, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Remember, we will have one more show next Friday night. It'll be our last show. It'll be district championship night. We will be on the air next Friday, so tune in. Hopefully the weather will be better, but we made it through tonight under pretty difficult circumstances, so I hope you tune in next Friday, and I want to thank our crew, Aaron Richards. This is Aaron's first year on the board. He's done a very good job, very easy to work with, and has done a, done a fantastic job, so appreciate that, and Donnie King. Donnie's normally our phone guy, but Donnie's been pressed into interview service the last couple weeks and has done a very good job there. And Drew Tully, I appreciate Drew hustling back from his uh, the Higginsville-Lawson game, and, and Drew always does a great job, too, on the interviews. And I want to put a special shout-out tonight to Taya White. Taya's the gal that answered the phone. She's got to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do the news. She'd be the news lady at five in the morning but taya stayed overtime tonight because we were shorthanded and she stayed to answer the phones and really did a great job so i appreciate that couldn't do it without the crew and you guys do a great job and again that's it for us district championship week next week semifinal action in eight-man football and and I, you know I, and i didn't run the eight-man scores i want to run those i ran them earlier but i want to run those before we sign off uh in class uh eight-man district two st paul gets a 13 to nothing forfeit win over knox county Schuyler County beats Santa Fe 44-24. North Shelby 50-30 over Concordia. And Sweet Springs beats Norburn 22-8. Sweet Springs and North Shelby next week. Schuyler County and St. Paul. In in class or District 1, defending state champ Drexel. They win 38-0 over Osceola. Uh, District 3, Oric 
stays unbeaten. They beat DeKalb 48-12. Stewartsville beats Bramer 48-34. Stewartsville goes to Oric next week. LeBlanc of St. Joe beats St. Joe Christian 40-0. King City 58-0 over Pattonsburg. King City goes to LeBlanc next week. And finally, in Class 8-man District 4, it was North Andrews 60-22 over Stanbury. Tarkio slips by Albany 28-20. It was Worth County 52-0 over Rockport. I don't have a South Holt, South Nottaway score, but the winner of that game will play Worth County, and it'll be Tarkio taking on North Andrew. That's it for us tonight. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next Friday night for the final edition of this year of the Curly Fifth Quarter. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show, hosted by Joe All. Tune in next Friday after the game of the week for highlights and coaches' interviews, the inside scoop on Missouri's high school football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.